Good evening and welcome to the WNBL Australia Day blockbuster between the Canberra Capitals and Sydney Uni Flames. John Keogh courtside at the AIS Arena for the top of the ladder clash in the final round of the Defence Jobs WNBL regular season. Alongside me for tonight's Sport Radio call, it's a warm welcome to former Canberra Capitals coach Michelle Hocking. Michelle, what better way to cap off Australia Day celebrations than these two heavyweights playing in the nation's capital for the minor premiership and the right to host the semi-final? Absolutely, it's a great way to end the season. Uh, you know, top of the clash table, great rivalry between these two clubs, Sydney Uni Flames and Canberra Transact Capitals have great rivalry. The coaches are great rivals, but also, you know, great colleagues as well. They've coached together in Opal's programs and what have you. So, look, I just think it's going to be a fantastic night of basketball here tonight. It's all set up. The implications of a win or a loss here for both teams are huge. A win for either team will take them outright top of the table. They'll host the first semi-final, and if they win that, they'll host the grand final. As we know, home court advantage in the WNBL can be a big advantage, so both teams would want to be at their absolute best tonight. Absolutely. This game is critical. You want to get the first home semi-final. You know that you're right. The home court advantage is, um, you know, just... It makes an incredible difference in finals basketball. We know in Canberra that the crowds just come out and they support the program so well, particularly at finals time. So, you know, there's a lot on the line for these two teams tonight and they'll both be out there scratching for every single possession and, and really looking to come away with the win. Some big-name players out there for both sides for the Capitals. You've got the likes of Bibby, Abrams, Bevilacqua, Beatty. The list just goes on. While for Sydney... Porter, Beal, Ethiaki, also Felon. Mm. It's going to be some beautiful matchups to watch tonight, Michelle. Oh, look, it's just going to be great basketball. I mean, it's going to be a great game, but just some of the individual matchups that you talked about are just going to be fascinating. We saw last time these two teams um, played in Canberra in round 12, I think it was, just before Christmas. Yep. Um, the matchups between the, the Poto and the Bevilacqua and the um, Abrams and Fallon were, were absolutely fantastic, you know. And really, you know, Poto didn't get into that. Game, she wasn't a factor in that game at all, and I think tonight for Sydney to be competitive, they really need her to step up in particular. Last time these two teams met was back in round 12, as Michelle mentioned. Canberra prevailed that night 72 to 66 after Sydney led 27 to 11 at quarter time. Sydney had an outstanding first quarter, they shot the ball at 68%. Ethiaki was everywhere, she shot nine points. But from there, it all went wrong for Sydney. They shot the ball at 17 and 27% in the second and third quarters. Ethiaki only shot another three for the game. And Natalie Hurst lit the floor up for the Canberra Capitals. She did indeed. And it was like watching the two different teams come out after that quarter-time break. And I think a lot of it was due to the fact that the actual Capitals' defensive intensity and their rotations and communication and help in defence just went up to a whole new level and that really disrupted uh, the Sydney Uni Flames. And as you said, Apiaki came out early in the game and she was blitzing us and then we had made a defensive switch. Kelly Abrams went on to her and she really just shut her down and took a ride out of her rhythm in the game. So, you know, two different teams in that, in that game. Well, home court advantage, we've briefly spoken about. The Canberra Capitals have won 10 from 10 at home this season. Sydney, though, on the other hand, have won 7 of 9 on the road. So, although the Canberra Capitals have got a tremendous home record, Sydney's away record is extremely good also. Absolutely fantastic away record. It's really difficult to go on the road in this league and play against the quality teams that compete. And to actually have a 7 and 9 record on the road is a pretty outstanding achievement. I'm not sure if they lead the road 
record or not, but they would have to be right up there as one of the best teams on the road. So they're a danger. There's no doubt about that. They've got players in this team that could just at any point step up and make it, you know, take a game. Kristen Veal, she's not scoring this season like she has in previous seasons, but, um, you know, she's the kind of player that could come out and just light it up tonight and come away with 20 points. She knows this court very well and she knows the Capitals program very well, so she could be a bit of a sleeper for them. I think the other one is Muscle White. She's starting tonight, doesn't always start. They do mix up their starting lineups, but she's the type of player, again, who on any night can just light it up and really turn a game around. Well, Kristen Veal actually enters this match with a broken nose. She sustained that during the week, courtesy of a Trish Fallon, courtesy uh, friendly fire uh, elbow to the nose during training during the week, Michelle. There's, there's never friendly fire in training, John, <laughs> in this league, and it's uh, it's always going hard against your teammates, but you're right. That's, it's one of the things that happens. The girls have to train hard against each other in order to be able to go out on the court in games and actually transfer what they learn in the training sessions out onto the floor. Another injury concern for Sydney entering this match is Natalie Porter. She is disputedly the best player in the league this season. She is having an outstanding season. She scored 38 points in two games against the Capitals. She's second in the league for scoring 18.9 points per game. But she did have a bit of a mishap with her ankle last week against the AIS. The AIS physio is on hand here tonight to see her through that. But let's wait and see how she goes, Michelle. I think that's really going to be um, quite an interesting impact on this game because there's no doubt that Natalie Porter is an absolute fundamentally critical part of the Sydney Uni Flames lineup. She actually re-injured that ankle last week. She has been carrying it. She's been a little bit sore on it for about three or four weeks, I think it was, and she re-injured it. Um, Karen Dalton's saying that she's fit and she's right to play. She trained um, last night and she's okay to go, but it'll be interesting to see how she stands up to the rigours of a, a WNBL game. Well, it is the defence of the Capitals who are conceding just 62 points per game this season up against the offence of the Sydney Uni Flames who are averaging 82 points per game. Michelle, we've got a great defensive team against a great offensive team. How do you see that unfolding? Uh, good question, John. I, I'm not really sure. I personally think that tonight, and I know I've always sit, I sat on the fence a little bit last time when we called this game, but I think based on the form that the Capitals are taking from last week's game against Adelaide, that if they can reproduce that kind of form, that Sydney will not be able to get over the top of them. Tully Bevelac was coming into some great form. Abby Bishop, her form last week was much improved. She started the season really well. She had a bit of a, a lapse, if you like, in form, and she seemed to pick that up again. So uh, my picks for Capitals to get over Sydney tonight by how much may depend on how well uh, Natalie Porter really is for this game. Well, Tally Bevelacqua is really hitting her straps, Michelle. You're dead right about that. Last week she was named the Round 16 Nivea Player of the Week for her performance against the Adelaide Lightning. She scored 20 points, 5 from 7 beyond the 3-point arc, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. She's a WNBL, WNBA Championship player. Boy, Kerry Graff would love to have her in form, and she is in form, heading towards finals. Oh, and what a time to hit form is coming into finals. Look, Tully Bevelacqua just is such an experienced player, and she brings so much to this Capitals group. She's a leader out on the floor as well as off the floor. Um, you know, she never gives up. She's persistent, um, and I think that she's really coming into some great form. So that's, that's good for the Capitals. Well, Craig Bell is courtside with the coach of the Sydney Uni Flames, Karen Dalton.
Well, Karen, the drive down the Hume Highway to finish off the regular season, how are the girls shaping up? Yeah, like I, I think looking at the draw, even halfway through the season, beginning of the season, I always knew this was going to be a, you know, a game that would probably determine positions, and it's come down to that. So, no, they've had a pretty good week training and, you know, a couple of injuries, but, you know, other than that, um, I think they'll be ready to go. Nat Porter going down late in the AOS game. It's frustrating. How is she uh, going to suit up tonight? Yeah, no, she's fine. She, she trained uh, yesterday and she's fine. Um, Billy broke a nose on Tuesday uh, on a Trish Ballon elbow. That was unintentional, of course, but she's fine as well. So, uh, no, look, um, can't do much about ankle injuries, I think, at any stage of the game. Uh, when it happened, disappointing, but, you know, she's fine. she'll be fine. She'll be a little sore, but okay. It's going to be a, an interesting game tonight. Your two teams have matched up well throughout the year. Yeah, like I think both games that we've played against them, uh, yeah, the game before Christmas is close and, um, you know, I'm expecting another tough game tonight. So I don't think today will be any different, particularly with the fact that first place is on the line. And, of course, you travel, you change your travelling routine a little bit for this game too. You've all come down together. Yeah, no, we, we actually came down last night and uh, I think we, we actually planned that after the, the last time we came down to play um, because I thought we were a little flat on the, you know, it's a three-hour drive or two-and-a-half-hour drive and I think that um, we needed to change something to give ourselves the best possible opportunity to, to win the game. Good luck tonight. Thanks very much. Well, Grappy, this is it for, uh, well, a chance at top spot tonight. Yeah, well, look, I mean, you, you, you play in these elite competitions to try and to try and win the big one and obviously if you can get first spot then it puts you in a good situation to try and get that done and uh, not that I don't think you can not win it from there but it's just it's nice to play finals in your own gym and if you can get top spot it not only does it give you that second chance it also gives you a chance to host a semi and then a grand so we're all about trying to beat Sydney and I know they're all about trying to beat us. Sydney match up well against you guys so it'll be important that Tracy Abbey and also Donna take that inside spot away from them in the, uh, in the offensive glass and then work back hard. Yeah, look, I, th- I mean, I think there's, you know, I think the matchups are interesting. You know, obviously they're, they're three key scorers in uh, in Porter, um, Apiaki and Fallon. Are they're medium-sized bigs, and we've got our, our big bigs, and then our guards can score. So I think there's, you know, there's similar when we play a lot of teams. They're medium, they're all medium-sized, and we're little and big. So it two can counter that, and then you know, they're the offensive team in the league, and we're the defensive team. So I think it's a, you know, an individual battle of size and strength, and, and a team battle of offense v defense. When you know someone's game, like you know Karen's game so well, does that make you uh, more confident or does it worry you a bit that she might pull something out of her head? No, look, I mean, as much as I know Dolph, she knows mine. You know, we've coached against each other for a long time. I coached her for four years when she played for the Sydney Flames and, you know, she was a veteran player on, and I was a young coach. So, you know, I think there's, uh, you know, Dolph will expect a few things from me and I'll expect a few things from her and it's critically how well our teams can get out there and play hard, I think. Good luck tonight. Thanks, mate. Well, Carrie Graff sounding very pumped up for this match here, Michelle. Yeah, she will be. I mean, she's an experienced coach. She knows how critical this game is to the Capitals' uh, finals um, aspirations. So she really would have, this week, they would have been very focused at training. They would have talked a lot about the Sydney Flames and what they need to do. And I think a lot of that focus would have been about what they need to do defensively to shut down this team that is really, you know, full of offensive stunts. Well, less than a minute away from a start here at the AOS Arena. It is first versus second on the WNBL ladder. The winner will go into top spot and host the semi-final next week. The starting five for the Canberra Capitals. They're just about to make their way out onto the court. Abby Bishop, Jess Bibby, Kelly Abrams, Donna Lothagen and Tully Bevelacqua. For the Sydney Uni Flames, it's Alicia Podo, Eva Ipiaki 
Trish Fallon, Natalie Porter and Michelle Musselwa. Interesting, Tracy Beattie again not starting against this smaller, more mobile Sydney outfit. And that's exactly why. Tracy's playing very well, but... The Sydney Uni Flames create some significant matchup problems for Tracy. You put her on Fallon or you put her on Apiaki or you put her on Porter and they're just too mobile. They've got too much of an outside game for her to be able to effectively match up on them. I think she'll play some um, important minutes this game, but uh, yeah, probably I understand exactly why she's not starting. Referees for this evening's game, Travis Haslam, Damian Nemeth and Stephen Wright. We are just about set for a tip-off here at the AS Arena. It's Porter up against Loft Hagen in the jump ball. Underway, Porter won it down to Ipiaki who works into the front court on the dribble. Pushes it out wide. Muscle White fires from just inside the arc and she hits it from the baseline. Good start for the Sydney U Flames. Abrams is down, appears in some trouble. Yeah, she copped, um, it looks like, an elbow on that charge. Well, not called charge anyway. Um, from Apiaki, she took the ball hard to the basket and it looked to me like Abrams had good body position but the referees didn't see it that way and she's uh, taken a hit to the mouth, quite a bit of blood from there but I'm sure they'll patch her up and send her back out there. She makes her way to the bench and checking into the game earlier than expected is Natalie Hurst. She had a sensational game last time these two teams met. Off the bench, 19 points, 4 from 6 beyond the 3-point arc. So, Dol- uh, sorry, Graf has got something to work with there. Well, she certainly has, but what is interesting about this is what the defensive matchups will look like for Canberra now because Abrams would have been the matchup for um, Trish Fallon. So In- we'll wait and see. Inbound pass from Bibby to Bevilacqua, dribbles through her legs, makes her way to the elbow, pulls up left-hand side, air ball. I think there might have been a bit of hand on that from Porter. Bishop. An offensive forward, she's second in the league for those, couldn't make the bucket. Here comes Poto down the court, dishes to Marcel White, back out to Poto. 17 seconds on the shot clock here for the Flames. Bibby, matching up against Poto, bounce pass to Ifiaki just yeah. inside the perimeter. Underneath the basket was Fallon, she lost control of it. Fortunate there for the Capitals, they'll have an inbound pass on the defensive base. Absolutely, and that, what is, Bevilacqua has got the match up on Fallon, and Fallon went straight to the post spot and was going to receive that, except she fumbled it, so... Uh, yeah, that could create some problems for the Capitals. Sydney going man-on-man early stages of the first quarter. Bevilacqua works it into the front court. It is now with Bibby. Pass to oh, Hurst. Yeah. Muscle White steals it. Down the court on the transition. Lays it in off the glass. Get a lap of the ring, but drops. She's up to four points. That's right. And Muscle White, we talked about that earlier, about he, how she is a player who can really make an impact on a game. And she's done that certainly early on. Sydney employing a full court press. Hurst eventually gets into the front court on the left-hand dribble. Dishes to Bevelac, a left-hand corner. Kicks it to Hurst. Feeds Donna Lofhagen under the basket and she banks it off the glass. Good triangle post play there from the Capitals. They saw Donna was making good position in the post, got the right angles and fed her the ball. Porter offloads the muscle oh, like physical contact the in there. Porter against Lofhagen under the glass, inside the paint. Offensive board, dishes to Fallon, makes the bucket. There's a foul called. Will the basket count? It has... It has counted, and that's disappointing for the Capitals. They really should not have allowed uh, Porter to get a, a, the rebound, the offensive rebound, and enable Trish Fallon to score that bucket then. Fallon will go to the line for a three-point play here. Sydney leads six points to two, eight minutes 20 remaining in the first quarter. Fallon, the veteran at the line, makes no mistake. Brilliant start here for the Flames. Bevel Aqua looking to transit quick down the court. Dishes to Hurst, who's... Boxed into a corner. Great work from Poto. Bounce pass outside to Loft Hagen. She offloads to Bevilacqua. Looks to distribute over the other side of the perimeter. Bibby gets some space. Pulls up. Drains the shot. Good to see Jess Bibby looking to be aggressive early offensively. She loves to pull up on that left hand as Jess Bibby. Enjoying 
a fairly good season in her first year at the Canberra Capitals. Yeah, the Trish Fallon matchup making some problems for the Capitals. She just coasted Bevel Apco up again and uh, went straight to the bucket. Fallon having a good impact in this first quarter. Bibby fires from abroad. Can't make the shot. Hurst got hands to the offensive board but knocked it out of court. It'll be a Sydney Uni Flames inbound pass on the left-hand sideline. Now Canberra employing the press. Podo gets around Hurst. Good work on the dribble. Now onto the left hand. Backs into Hurst. Passes to Porter. Lofhagen guarding her. There's a foul called off the ball. It's against Tully Bevelacqua defensively inside the paint. Look, I think really that the Capitals are going to have to do something about that matchup. Bevelacqua was an outstanding defensive player, but she is having some problems matching it with Trish Fallon at this point in the time. And as we speak, Beattie comes in for Bevelacqua, and so they've switched the matchup, and Abby Bishop will go to Fallon. Beattie, the 202-centimetre giant, in for her first run of the evening. Podo, this is a long pass to Ipiaki, who drives right-hand corner. Beattie gets a block. She leads those in the league, and then that's out of court against Sydney. Gee, good start for Tracy Beattie into the game. A big block. A and big she block. she is a real hard girl to get around. She is. She's got that long hand and she's able to just intimidate players. And actually, even if she doesn't get the block, she's able to change players' shot action and disrupt them. So, Hurst on the left-hand dribble. Feeds it inside to Beattie now, who kicks it back outside to Bibby. Being guarded by Musselwhite. Lofthagen passes to Beattie from the foul line. Overcooked the shot. Musselwhite got in underneath the board and grabbed it down. Passes into the front court, finds Fallon on the left-hand dribble. Now onto the right, makes her way, kicks it back outside to Poto. Finds Ethiaki at the free-throw line, crashes into Bishop. No foul call. Bishop gets hand the ball, but she wasn't upright, according to referee Stephen Wright. And Abby Bishop called for her first personal of the evening. Her first personal, but the team's third team, uh, sorry, the third team foul for the Canberra Capitals. That spells danger. If they continue to rack up the fouls and enable Sydney to go to the foul line in dead time, then that will have an impact on this game. Sydney lead nine points to four. Ifiaki looking to extend that lead. She's averaging 11 points per game and 69% from the free throw line. She misses the first shot at the charity strike for the second. Pops it up and makes the second. So one from two and a substitution called by Carrie Graff. Callie Abrams checking in after that nasty blow to her face. Jess Bibby takes a sit down, so the general back on the floor. Yes, yeah, she is. And I think, um, you know, it's important for Abs to get straight back into this game. Sydney still employing that press in the backcourt. It was Musselwhite on Abrams. Abrams dribbled down the right wing into the front court. Passes to Lofthagen. Almost lost the ball to Fallon. Bounce past the Bishop. Kicks it back outside to the captain. Abrams couldn't make the three-point shot, though. Porter the rebound to Poto. Dribbling into the front court on the right hand. Finds Fallon outside the right-hand perimeter. A vacant paint under the basket, so she drives that way now. Can't make the shot. Beattie. A terrific rebound for the Capitals. Passes to Hurst on the left-hand dribble. Makes her way to the elbow against Poto. Pulls up. The shot looked good off the hand. Didn't drop. Just hit the back of the iron. And Bishop taps it to the advantage of Abrams. The Canberra Capitals have got a fresh 24 seconds to set up. They trail 10 points to four. Six minutes remaining in this first quarter. It is Abrams now. Just inside the key. Pulls up. Loads up the shot. Couldn't make it. There's a bit of contact there, Michelle, but she didn't make the shot. She wasn't, and the Capitals just aren't uh, making shots that they really should. I think that what's impressed me about Sydney as we go into the paint to Porter, great move, used her body really well against Lockhagen, 
to make that shot. Is it the Sydney Uni Flames? Their defence has been impressive. They're really um, physical and, and active off, on defence tonight, so that's good to see from them. Sydney opened it up to a 12 point to 4 lead. Reminiscence of their last meeting where Sydney blew it out in the first quarter, but they couldn't go on with the job in the second and beyond. Here come the Flames again as the Capitals turn it over. Porter loads up from the three-point territory. Can't make the shot. And the ball spills out of court. And there is a timeout called by the Canberra Capitals coach, Carrie Graff. She is not going to mince her words here, Michelle, because the Canberra Capitals, they trail 12 points to four. A lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. And they look like they're struggling. They look a little bit disrupted. Off it. Well, they look a lot disrupted uh, offensively. And at the defensive end of the floor, they're struggling with some matchups. And, and importantly, it's not just the individual matchups, but just their team cohesion in terms of defensive rotations and little things like lapses in blockout technique off the rebound. Um, which is not good. So I'm sure Carrie will be refocusing the girls and talking about some of that stuff in the timeout. Sydney have come out very aggressive in this first quarter. The last time these two teams met, it was an exceptionally aggressive game. And Karen Dalton alluded to that last time and said she wasn't happy with some of the refereeing. She thought they let it go too much. Well, she's taken things into her own hands. I've literally charged up the troops tonight. Porter's being very aggressive under the basket. Fallon's working in the paint nicely. And as we know, Michelle Musselwhite, she matches it with the best when it comes to physicality. Oh, that's right. And, and you know, it, it, in this league, it is a physical game and you cannot afford to take a step back. So they really have come out tonight and been very assertive and very physical on the floor. And it's working for them. The Capitals need to step up and, and, and put some pressure back on the Sydney Flames right now. If they let this go for any longer, then they could be in all sorts of strife. Fresh legs onto the court for Sydney. Kristen Beale and also Michaela Dompkins checking in for their first minutes of the evening. The Musselwhite and Ethiaki taking a well-deserved rest on the bench next to their coach, Karen Dalton. It will be a Canberra Capitals inbound pass in the defensive court. Loff Hagen about to receive the basketball. She does from the referee and passes to Bevilacqua, who's back in for some court time after early foul trouble. Dribbling on her right hand. Veal guarding her. Those two players know each other exceptionally well. Bevilacqua flicks it over the top, finds Hurst, makes her way to the elbow. Little flick bounce pass, didn't come off, was intended for Bishop, and it's turned over. Fallon passes to Poto, to Dompkins in the three-point territory. She was shooting before the game beautifully from there. Now Veal under the basket to Porter. Lockhagen crashes the board, crashed into Porter. Outlet pass down the court to Bishop, makes her way under the basket and slots the shot. Yeah, good job. Nice running of the floor from Abby Bishop there and the um, guard sounder and nailed the ball. She did well to ensure that she uh, protected that ball and, and made that layup. So good job from Abby Bishop. Well, this is interesting. You don't see this every day. Trish Fallon brings the ball up for Sydney. She goes to Porter who passes back to Fallon. Dompkins inside the paint again to Porter. She's looking to crash and bash against... Moff Hagen and she's doing it well, banks it off the glass. She is and, and Porter's being allowed to just make inside position on that and she, uh, whoever's defending or whether it be Loff Hagen or Bishop really need to do a much better job of keeping her out of the paint. Bishop almost coughed up the ball, passes to Hurst to Bevilacqua. She's a long way from three point territory, only just inside the front court. Pass to Bishop, looking for the give and go with Bevilacqua, wasn't on so goes to Loff Hagen and foul called against Trish Fallon. 
her first personal of the evening and Sydney's first foul of the quarter with still 3 minutes 49 on the first quarter. That's right, that's a long time for a team to go in a quarter without actually racking up a foul. So, uh, you know, and, and I think really, it, you know, it's the fact that Donna uh, received the ball just outside the perimeter of the key there and she looked to go aggressively to the bucket. Fallon takes a sit down, Ifiaki subs back in for Sydney. 14 points to 6, an 8 point margin in favour of Sydney. Bounce pass from Abrams from the sideline to Hurst, working it to Beattie. She's all alone on the three-point arc. Sydney are confident she can't make the shot from there. She has one bounce dribble. Turn around, Jay, from outside the key. Can't hit it. Veal gets the rebound. Pass to Dompkins on the outlet. Canberra get players back, though. Bevilacqua guarding Dompkins. Dompkins, bounce pass. Works it nicely to Ethiaki. Under the paint. Beattie doing Much a good job. Much better rotation there. the turnover. Bevilacqua with the intercept. Goes all the way down the court. Crashes into Hurst. No foul caught on either player. Abrams the offensive board. Missed the shot off the glass. Dompkins a terrific rebound. Sydney reset up to reveal. Yeah, referees may have swallowed their whistle a little bit on that particular play. Dompkins throws up a wild shot. She can't make it. It's crash and bash out there at the moment. Very physical. Hurst in the front court on the dribble for the Canberra Capitals. Less than three minutes remaining. Feeds Beatty. She's outside the arc. Only just though. Kicks it now. Bevilacqua. Looking inside. Can she swing it back inside to Beattie? Abrams pulls up. There's a foul called off the ball. And it is against Eva Rifiaki. Her first of the evening. Some holding go on going on underneath the basket. Oh, there is. I think that, you know, it's been quite a physical game so far. And, you know, it's whether the referees are actually going to take some control and start blowing some of that stuff. So, uh, you know, uh, I think that the, both teams will be talking a little bit about the physical nature of the game and what they need to make sure they're doing to ensure that, you know, that they're protecting each other and they're counteracting that physical play. Karen Dalton calls her first time out of the evening. She also has some remonstrating words with the referees about that foul on Ipyaki. Gee, both teams though, Michelle, they are really going hammer of the tongs. They're not giving each other an inch. That's right. And, well, it's partially resembling a game of football out there at the moment. <laughs> it's really physical. It is very physical, but, you know, it's, it's the nature of the league. You know, the teams that step out on the floor every week, they need to play physical. There's some big girls out there, and you have to use every... Um, every advantage that you may or may not have to try and get over the other group. So I don't think it'll change. What might change is the way that the referees blow it, which would mean that the girls will have to adjust the way they're playing. Well, Canberra have scored just three baskets with less than three minutes remaining in this first quarter. Three baskets in seven minutes. They really need to step it up on the offence get some players open and be smarter with their ball use. They certainly do and I think they're very stagnant offensively so that the shots that they have been getting have been um, having to be created by individuals rather than by good teamwork. Let's see how they go now. Hurst swings it to Abrams, fakes the shot, bounce pass into the paint to Bishop. The shot didn't quite drop. Porter a rebound. She crashed into Bishop as well. Here comes Poto into the front court, dribbling, crossover. Passes to Veal. Bit of a wayward pass. Veal was good enough to get onto the end of it. She fakes the pass against Bevilacqua. Finds Dompkins outside the perimeter. Ifiaki. They're really leaving it open underneath the paint for the bigger players to work into with the ball. Dompkins fires. Her foot was on the line, though. It's a two-pointer from the right-hand corner. Yeah, and... You know, Domkins is the kind of player that if you give her any open space on the perimeter, she'll knock that down consistently. Referees have just blown a foul that was fairly incidental and really very limited contact, which is interesting in the context of what they haven't been blowing earlier in the game. Kristen Veal called for her first personal. Abrams passes to Hurst. 
She's calling a secret play, clutching her, her singlet to notify her teammates to set players on. Abrams finds Beattie at the top of the perimeter. She's just inside, makes her way now inside the foul line, takes her two steps, hit the front of the ring with a shot. Dompkins gets the rebound for Sydney. Dribbles, finds some trouble. Bounce pass was all right for Porter. She flicks it the way of Ifiaki. Bishop guarding her. Porter against Beattie. Can she use her mobility? She kicks it back outside to Musselwhite. Veal fires from the baseline. Can't make the shot. Did Bishop get a hand to the ball? According to the referee, she did. And it will be a Sydney Uni Flames offensive ball. That's right. And look, the um, Sydney Flames are doing a much better job of getting the ball through hands and actually finding the open shooters compared to the Capitals. So I think if they continue to do that for the night, then they will create some problems for us. Kristen Veal with the ball on the baseline. Finds Porter. Interesting matchup against Abby Bishop there. It was Loch Hagen earlier. She's off the court at the moment. Passes to Donkins. Almost coughed it up. Muscle White fortuitously fell to her. Then it comes off some feet. Sydney think it's off the Cameron Capitals' feet, but the referee has called it off that's, the Sydney Uni Plains. That's right. Good defensive rotation from the Capitals there. They went and helped early, and they got the rotations, which enabled them to get that ball. Sydney still employing the full court press. Veal on Bevilacqua, who dribbles into the front court. Two of the premier point guards in this competition, I might add. International experience, WNBA players. Beattie with the ball now under the basket. Did she travel? She did. Porter held her ground beautifully there. She did. She's very strong, uh, Natalie Porter. She's not like she's not as tall as some of the big players going around in this league, but she has such good core strength that she's able to physically compete with those players. The capital shooting percentage must be really low this quarter. I don't know what it is. We'll have a look at the stats at quarter time, but their shooting percentage must be really poor. Here's another mismatch. Musselwhite on Bibby at the moment. Musselwhite passes to Fallon, who swings it over to Veal. Veal bounce pass, flicks it into Porter, kicks it back outside to Fallon. It was a brick that she threw up. Only hit the backboard. Chance of Bevilacqua. Outlet pass. Here comes Bibby down the left lane. The shot drops off the glass. Draws the foul and can go to the line to shoot a three-point play. Yeah, good transition from the Capitals there. The, you know, they came up with the ball at the defensive end of the floor, pushed it out, uh, you know, swung the ball from one side of the floor to the other, caught the defence um, lapsing, and, and Kristen Veal really had to foul Bibby. And unfortunately, she didn't foul her hard enough. You know, if you're going to foul a player on a layup, then you make sure that they don't make it as well. Kristen Veal's second personal of the game. Bibby for the three-point play, hit the back of the iron. Bishop, the offensive rebound. Passes back outside to Bibby. The Capitals reset up. We've got 45 seconds remaining in the first quarter. Shot clock down to 15 seconds. Bibby passes it to Bishop. Flicks it to Lofthagen. But Abrams through hands back to Bibby in the left-hand corner. And Musselwhite called for the blocking foul. Bibby was moving into her, but Musselwhite wasn't stationary quite enough. That's right. And that's the 15th foul from Sydney Uni Flames. So they'll be going, sending the Capitals to the line now. And any fouls that they might rack up in the next 30 seconds. Interestingly, the Capitals had three team fouls very early on in this quarter. They stayed at the three team foul situation. Sydney at the same time had none, and they now have five. So the whistle may have changed. Bibby at the line, she misses the first, so she's now 0 from 2 from the charity strike tonight. She needs to step that up. She's 77% during the season. She's missed the second as well. Loft Hagen, the offensive board, makes the shot, and Porter called for the foul. That's right, and uh, Natalie's not very happy about that particular one, So, but it was a good job from um, Donna. She stayed and was uh, persistent at getting that board and then just used her body well to try and get that shot back, and she did. 
you know, Sydney, you would have thought, would have had a, you know, six-point lead at the moment. We've got Donna on the line, could take it to five. Unfortunately, she doesn't. Um, but they really should have capitalised much more on the advantages they had early in the quarter. Muscle White pulls up on the transition as the Capitals get players back. Works it to Fallon, who passes to Dompkins outside the perimeter. Porter is posting up against Lafagan, demanding the ball. Ignores that, passes to Fallon. Left-hand baseline, looking to work against Abby Bishop. There's a foul underneath the basket. Lofhagen's caught one in the face, but she, in fact, is being called for the foul on Natalie Porter. Those two players are going toe for toe at the moment. They are. It's a very physical matchup. Um, Donna Lofhagen using her body to try and body check uh, Porter through the paint. She's got called for that one on a, on a holding type foul, and Natalie's just giving her a little elbow to let her know about it. Here's four Porter from three point territory. Wow. Couldn't make the bucket. Muscle wide offensive board. Banks it off the glass, crashes into Bevilacqua, who's called for the foul. It's all happening at the moment at the AIS Arena, Michelle. I shake my head. I cannot believe that they called that foul on Tully Bevilacqua. She'll have to come out. I think that's her third personal foul, and that's not good news for the Capitals. Natalie Hurst comes in. But the problem with that was that Jess Bibby did not block out Michelle Musselwhite. She took the shot, and she turned and just watched the shot and did not put a body on and block her out. Now, she created that problem for Tully Bevilacqua. Muscle White at the line. She's 80% from this territory during the season. Missed both teams shooting it very poorly from the free throw line. Canberra turned the ball over. Muscle White dies on the ground trying to retain the ball. She knocked it out of court though and crashed almost into the Canberra Capitals bench. That was just for good measure. <laughs> very entertaining stuff. We're down to 1.4 seconds, Michelle. So just enough time for Canberra to get a shot. Abrams Gotta to shoot Bishop. It, and Bishop wasn't aware of the time remaining on the clock. She should have been because she, she was right near been. a bench. And Carrie Graff was screaming at her. But yeah. She didn't get the shot up in time. So at That's quarter time, it's an 18 point to 10 lead in favour of Sydney over the Canberra Capitals, Michelle. You have to say, Sydney well and truly won that first quarter, but Canberra only find themselves. Eight points down in a relatively low-scoring affair. Well, that's right. I, you know, the way that Sydney started and Canberra started, I would have thought that we were potentially looking at a much larger lead for Sydney going into the quarter break. So the Capitals have, you know, withstood the um, pressure from Sydney. It's been a very physical game and they've adjusted and they've clawed their way back into this a little bit. So uh, that's good to see. I think, um, you know... I, Sydney need to make sure that they're not getting too caught up in some of the physical play that's happening, that they're actually playing up front good, strong, solid basketball and defence and aren't getting a little bit into the nitty-gritty sort of um, niggling stuff that's going out on, on the floor. Well, Sydney are really looking to use the ball inside, particularly to Natalie Porter, who's having an enduring battle against Donald Lofthagen <laughs> when Lofthagen's been on the court. We've seen Bishop go to her as well. She is not quite as tall as those girls, but she's got a very strong core, as you mentioned, Michelle, but also some terrific mobility. A real match-up worry for Kerry Graff. Oh, absolutely. And Porter can do it inside and outside, and that's really, uh, you know, one of the things that it creates the problems for players defensively is that she is able to play on the perimeter and she can go inside and, and uh, hoop it up as well. So, um, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. I, I still think that Porter looks a little bit tentative. She doesn't look as free in her movement as she does in previous games. So, we'll wait and see what happens. Never like what, up to three personal fouls. That would be a concern for her and also coach Carrie Graff. For Sydney, Kristen Beale, their point guard, who didn't actually start tonight, has two personal fouls. Michelle Hawking has just received 
the stats sheet at quarter time from the stats bench. Michelle, what's the story on the sheet? Well, I talked earlier about it. It'd be interesting in seeing what the shooting percentages are. The Capitals at this point in time are shooting about 26% from the field compared to the uh, Sydney Uni Flames who are shooting 47%. So that, you know, that in itself says quite a bit. Rebounding stats are quite um, even, except that... um, I guess the, the Capitals, interestingly, have got six offensive boards but haven't been able to um, take advantage of that and, and convert those scores. So, you know, 18-10, and, and that's probably the major difference is the shooting percentage at this point in time. Back underway, and Michelle, leading scorers on the point, uh, on the court to quarter time. Yeah, we've got uh, Muscle White with six and Fallon with five for the Flames. We've got uh, Lock Hagen and Jess Bibby with four apiece for the Capitals. Bibby's just up to six now. She hits the J shot inside the paint and Canberra reduced the margin to a six point. Inside the first minute here of the second quarter AIS Arena, top spot on the ladder on the line, the winner to host the semi-final next Saturday night. Ifiaki puts up the J off the two steps, can't make it though, Bishop rips down the board, passes to Hurst. She's enjoying plenty of minutes early on and after coming off the bench, she has the ball flicked out of court. And then she must have got a touch on it as well because it's called out of court on the Capitals. Mm. Sydney inbound pass, defensive baseline. Abby Bishop's been doing a good job on the boards for the Capitals so far in this game. So I hope she can retain, maintain that. Abby Bishop, she is fifth in the league for rebounds, averaging eight in the eight per game and also second in the league for offensive rebounds. She loves to rip down an offensive board. Sydney with the ball. Ethiaki receives from Poto. Just outside the left hand of the key. Kicks it back outside to Fallon who fires and her toe must have been on the line. Stephen Wright calls it a two-point shot. There's just too much open space for Trish Fallon there. They cannot allow her to get an open shot away. We're yet to see a three-pointer. Sydney have fired a couple through Dompkins and also Fallon with toes on the line. But no triples as yet as Canberra turn it over. Fallon with the ball. Dribbles down on her right hand. Lost Hagen against her. Hurst matching up against Dompkins who has the ball. Gives it to Fallon who goes underneath the basket, fires up the shot. The foul called on Donna Luff Hagen and she's on to her second personal of the night, Michelle. Yeah, that's Donna's second. So, you know, I think we've got Tracy coming in for Donna right now. I think, you know... Donna's uh, effort defensively has been good, but she's a little bit slow reacting when the ball moves and she's getting caught out of position and and following cutters rather than actually beating them to the spot. So she probably needs to just uh, try and adjust a little bit quicker. Trish Fallon at the line, misses the first free throw. She's 81% from this territory in season 06-07, which will be her last. Definitely, she says as well, after (laughs) retiring retiring (laughs) and coming back, but she has assured Sport Radio that There'll be no comeback plans after this season. She makes the second free throw. Canberra trail 12 points to 21. Sydney with a nine-point margin at the moment. Fallon sits down, as does Dompkins for Sydney. Canberra with the ball, courtesy of Hurst. Dribbles all the way down on her left hand to the left flank. Poto guarding her back into the game. Abram sets the screen, passes to Bibby. She fires up to eight points. She loves that area of the floor. She just... Turned off that screen action and uh, bend the corner and a little sweet pull-up jumper. Ifiaki underneath the basket. Doesn't convert. Should have done better. And then there's a foul call. Oh, Porter went for the offensive rebound. It is called against Abby Bishop, I think. It is. It is. 
I didn't see a lot in that, but, you know, Abby was pretty um, okay with that call, so I guess there was something there. I cannot believe that players continue to go into the air against Afiaki. She has a step-around move that she uses consistently, has for season after season, and they still go into the air against her. She has a great perimeter game as well. She misses that three-point attempt. Poto fortuitously got the offensive rebound. Porter through hands. Here's this player again, Afiaki at the elbow. Kicks it back outside to Veal, looking to reset up here, Sydney. Down to 13 seconds on the shot clock. Bibby cops one off Muster White, who receives. Oh, there's now, Ethiaki sets an illegal screen. That was vicious. That was just, that was lazy. <laughs> I don't know if there was any viciousness in it, but it was just lazy. She really didn't work hard enough to get herself in position to set that screen. And if you're not in position, just don't do that. It was so obvious. It was right in front of the referee. Eva Ifiaki up to her second personal for the game. Canberra on two fouls for this second quarter. Sydney on just the one. Bibby being guarded by Poto. Passes to Bishop outside the three-point territory. Feeds now inside to Beattie. Beattie pivots. Kicks it back outside to Hurst. Down to seven seconds on the shot. Feeds Beattie inside. The turnaround, Jay rolls it in. Converts. That's a good job. Again, good triangle post work from the Canberra Capitals. They work the ball well to get the angle and feed it into Big Tracy. Deficit back to five points for Canberra now. 16 to 21. Sydney lead. Pass from Podo to Ethiaki at the top. Beattie matching up against her. There's some strange matchups at the moment between the two coaches. Michelle Porter from the left-hand baseline. You don't see her air ball too often. She did that time. And fortunately for Sydney, it's come out of court on Canberra as players fell to the ground and the ball was knocked out of court. Yeah, but, you know, good to see players getting after the ball that way. So that's good. Fallon's come back in. And, again, this is the player that's created some significant match-up problems for them so far. She receives from Poto. Fires for the triple. And we've got our first of the night. Yeah, and speak of the devil, there she was looking at down as soon as she stepped on the floor. Too much space. She's just stepped into the game for Eva Ifiaki. Abrams, she likes to shoot a three. Almost had it stripped by Veal. Veal got hands the ball. It came back to Abrams, who fires the three, hit the front of the ring. Muscle White, a big rebound, and then Beattie gave her a knock in the face. A foul is called against Tracy. Yeah, it's interesting when you watch Kelly Abrams and Kristen Veal match up against each other. They spent so many seasons in the same team. They trained against each other week in, week out. They know each other's games exceptionally well. Tracy Beattie's first personal of the evening, so not too much of a concern for Cary Graff, although Canberra up to three fouls with just under seven minutes remaining in this second term. Beal drives to the right-hand lane, can't make the bucket. Loft Hagen gets the rebound, passes down the court to Abrams. Bounce pass to Bibby, left-hand corner, working against Musselwhite. Makes her way inside the key. Great work from Beal, got hands the ball, stripped her a bit. Now she makes her way down the court. Down the transition, Loft Hagen gave her too much space. It's knocked down the court, missed the shot. Abrams to Bibby on the outlet pass. To Lofhagen, driving right-hand lane, banks it off the glass. Good transition from the Capitals. There's a lot of players hitting the floor out there. Players are going down left, right and centre. So, uh, yeah, no, good ca- good transition from the Capitals. Good running from the big girl, Donald Lofhagen. 24-18, to 18, Sydney lead Canberra. Six minutes, 22 on the second quarter clock at the AIS Arena. Bounce fast from Porter to Beal. She's very creative, Kristen Beal. This time a simple pass to Fallon, who fires, hits the front of the ring from just inside... The front of the three-point perimeter. Bishop passes to Bibby, who fires for the triple. Hits the back of the iron. Stripped out of court. And the ball is called out of court against Kelly Abrams. And the Canberra Capitals crowd are not happy, Michelle. But a timeout. Timeout. Karen Dalton, the Sydney Uni Flames coach. Yeah, not happy. But I think that was a reasonable call from where I was sitting. So 
wait and see what happens. But um, look, I think that you know, 1824, the Capitals are only down by six now, and uh, they're looking like they're starting to get some rhythm and momentum happening, and that's um, spelt danger for the Sydney Uni Plains. Doing a fantastic job on the boards at both ends of the floor, the Capitals. So Sydney might want to think about refocusing a little bit in that direction. A very fired up Canberra Capitals coach, Carrie Graff, in the face of referee Stephen Wright. <laughs> She's not happy with the out-of-court call. But Stephen Wright just stood there casually, gave her a tap on the waist and said, settle down, Graffy, and just walked away. But very controlled there by the referee. Good to see, but Graffy knows the importance of this game. A win is crucial, and a loss... Well, it throws them back to second or even possibly third place. Michelle, or no second place, won't it? Second. I don't think they yeah. can go out of second. I'll just have a double check here of the ladder. But uh, I think they're pretty well secured either the one or two, depending on the result. Well, if they lose game. to Townsville and Adelaide win, then they could be bumped out of second. That's true. That's true. That's, that's, that is possible. So, so they'd rather wrap it up here tonight. The fives for both teams making their way back to, onto the court. Loft Hagen, Bishop, Bibby... Bevilacqua and Abrams for Canberra, while for the Flames it's Abiel, Poto, Musselwhite, Fallon and Porter. Some star players out there, particularly for Sydney at the moment. They're working beautifully. Karen Dalton will be happy with things at the moment. Her team leads 24-18. to 18. She'll be very happy and the Flames uh, you know, haven't maintained the lead that they had, but they're still looking reasonably controlled. Here's Porter under the basket, draws the foul on Abby Bishop. Bishop wasn't upright, made contact. Porter knocked down the shot off the glass and we'll go to the line. Abby Bishop, that's her third personal, Michelle. Uh, that's not a good sign for the Capitals either. Abby's been doing an excellent job on the boards for, um, for the Capitals. So, and it creates some match-up problems if we have to use Tracy in a lot more minutes than we have been. Porter missed the three-point play conversion. Fallon got the very bound, makes her way to the basket. Loft Hagen has gone down. She's clutching at her forehead. That's Doesn't that. look in a good way. See, they trained all week. Fallon practiced on Veal's nose, and now she's got uh, she's got um, Donna Loft Hagen with one of those famous elbows. A charging foul has been called against Sydney. May have been on Alicia Poto, Michelle. She was the one talking to the referee. No, I think they actually called it on Trish Fallon Trish that Fallon, one. Right. Yeah, on the offensive play, and the referee's talking to her about it now. So Fallon's second personal of the evening. Bishop in foul trouble with three personals. She's been kept on the court. Lofagan has two anyway, I guess, which would be her natural replace. Oh, Lofagan's out mm. there, sorry. But interesting, Beattie not coming out for it. Yeah, and I think that's due to the fact that Fallon creates some serious match-up problems. Well, Dalton may look to exploit that as Bibby fires, hits the front of the ring, doesn't have her shooting hand on as well as she could. Bishop was stripped of the ball after she looked to get the offensive board. Fallon! Receives the outlet pass from Kristen Beale. That was sensational stuff from Beale. Found Fallon. Beale was in the back court. She passed it. I got 25 feet down the court. Just put exactly the right weight on that pass and found Fallon. Fallon is uh, a really good um, run. She runs lanes exceptionally well. And when you've got someone like Beale who can just throw pinpoint passes all night, uh, you see some great transition basketball out of Sydney Uni Plains. Well, Bishop in foul trouble at... Uh, the break here, Michelle, as the timer has been called. 28 to 18, Sydney lead. It's a little bit of a concern for Abby Bishop because we know she's young. She's only just out of the AAS program. She could have, in fact, played there again this year, but she chose to switch to one of the professional clubs. She's second in the league for the most fouls each game, averaging 3.8 fouls a game. That's something that she needs to 
going to improve if she's going to become a really top player in this league. Oh, absolutely. And I think Abby's been working really hard and we've seen her come ahead in leaps and bounds. I mean, you know, there's been games where she's basically racked up four fouls, you know, sort of in the first quarter almost. And, and during the, the length of the season, I've seen her improve in the way that she manages herself out on the floor in terms of her foul um, fouling. And, you know, she is young and she's going to learn and she's going to get better and better and she's going to adjust the way that she plays. So I, I think that that's something that will come with age and maturity and experience. Celebrated her 18th birthday last month did Abby Bishop, so plenty of seasons ahead for her in the WNBL and who knows, possibly other international competitions. She's certainly impressed this season with the Canberra Capitals, averaging 10 points per game, 8 rebounds. She is an integral part of this Capitals lineup. Natalie Hurst into the front court on the dribble for the Capitals. They trail by 10 points, 5 minutes remaining in this first half. She finds Bishop all on her own, should have done better with the shot miss. Loff Hagen got the board. Blocked by Fallon was beautiful defensive work and then a jump ball called possession arrow pointing the way of Sydney. Yeah, we've got Bevel Aqua coming back into the game now, so you know that, that's good to see. She might give us a new, put it up a new gear for the Capitals, provide some long court leadership. The Capitals are still probably shooting at a really poor percentage. I think John, they, they just don't seem to be able to find the basket very well. That is a concern for Carrie Graff as we head towards halftime at the AOS Arena. Veal on the dribble. Flicks it over the top to Fallon, passes to Dawkins, Bibby in her face. Bishop got a hand to the ball against Porter, but Porter held her ground with strength. Drives right hand lane now with Lovely two loping long steps, banks it off the glass down the right hand lane. Fantastic hesitation dribble out of Porter then, and she just really stood the defence up and then went past them again. Moff Hagen receives from Bibby, looking to go back to Bibby outside the Peruna, but Dawkins was a wake up to that, so Bevilacqua forced to go to. Lofhagen receive passes to Bishop now under the basket. She loses control of it out of court against the Capitals. Graf, well, she didn't appear happy with the call at first, but then I think she accepted it probably was off the Capitals. Yeah, I think so. Poto in the backcourt for Sydney with the ball, works away against Bavalacqua. She gets a foot to the ground, ball, and she's called out of court. Is that a foot violation, Michelle, or is it just out of court? It's a foot violation, so it's a reset on the shot clock. That's, that's what that actually means. So the uh, Sydney Flames have got another 24-cent shot clock here. Is the rule there if it's an intentional foot on the ball, it's a foot violation? It doesn't it... need to be intentional. It just needs to be a foot on the ball. Sure. Michelle Hocking are bringing us up to date with all the WNBL rules. She knows them inside and out. Felon. Looks to go inside herself now. Then she works it back out to Porter, who just manages to hold on to the basketball against Lofhagen. Pulls up, fading away from the left-hand baseline. Can't make the bucket. Beatty. Here comes Bevilacqua on the outlet pass to Bibby. She drives all the way left-hand lane. Oh. Tried to spin him in off the glass. Missed the shot. And then there's a foul called on Donna Lofhagen. Her third personal, Bevilacqua, Lofhagen and Bishop, all with three personals for Canberra. Yeah, and look, that one from Donna just shows a little bit of frustration, I think. It really wasn't necessary for her to foul in the backcourt like that. Um, you know, that gives her a third foul. She's going to be important coming down the stretch and she won't have fouls to play with. So just a little bit of frustration coming through there for Donna. It is a concern for Canberra. Two of their premier tools in Bishop and Lofhagen with three personals. And with Fallon playing so well as she misses the first free throw at the line, can she shoot the second? She does. So 32 to 18. It's the largest lead we've seen for the game, I think, 
um, John, so Capitals really need to do something to stop this, quell this lead. 14 points as Beattie, the turnaround hook shot, converts the camera. Sydney almost throw the ball out of court. Vila, a wayward pass. Poto flicked it back over the head into the back court to Porter, who resets up, passing to Veal in the side of the front court. 15 seconds on the shot clock. Fallon from three-point territory. Oh, it hit both sides of the ring. Did a lap, but didn't drop. Lofhagen passes down the court to Abrams. She pushes down now. Dribbles, passes to Beattie under the basket. Working against Fallon. Misses the shot. Offensive board to Beattie. Should make this one. Oh, misses. Gets a second offensive board. Misses an even easier sitter. Lofhagen misses. Uh. Oh, this is all going terribly for Canberra. As Sydney looked to transit the ball up the court, through her legs was Veal with the dribble, finds Donkins in the left-hand corner, swings it into Porter, bashing against Lofhagen, not called on a foul either player, Beattie gets the rebound. And then there is a foul called, oh, called an offensive against foul on Beattie. Tracy Beattie. She did look to make the contact there against Donkins, Michelle, but how did you see it? Oh, look, there's no doubt that that probably was a foul from Tracy Breedy, but my question is, was there not one earlier? I mean, this is where it becomes really frustrating for the Capitals is when there's inconsistency, or for any team, I should say, when there's inconsistency in what the referees are calling. If you allow the first, second and third piece of contact to go and blow it on the fourth, it becomes really frustrating and difficult for players to adjust. Sydney playing the game on their own terms at the moment. Ify Arking with that swivel... Pirouette move that was spoken of, Michelle. Couldn't make it that time. Great defensive work from Tracy Beattie. Got a hand to the ball and allows the Capitals to set back out. But they trail 32 to 20 with 2 minutes 20 on this second quarter clock. Bibby makes her way to the elbow. Drives now, right-hand lane. Off the glass. Couldn't bank it. Veal regathers the ball for Sydney. Pass to Musselwhite who checked into the game for Fallon who's taking a well-earned rest. She's cranked up the minutes. Ifiaki all on her own. Misses the shot right underneath the basket. And then knocks it out of court onto Al- uh, Kelly Abrams. Clever play. It was off Abrams' knee. That's right. It was clever play from Afiaki. Look, I don't know what's going on, but there's players missing putbacks under the basket, left, right and centre, both ends of the floor. We saw the Capitals have four chances at it, and then Afiaki missed the layup, basically. And there's another foul called here. Which way will it go? To It'll go be to a w- charge on Dompkins, I'd imagine. Yes, Should that's be. the way it's going. <laughs> So Dompkins called for the offensive foul. Gee, the referees are having a hard battle out there tonight, Michelle. Because the game is extremely physical. But how have you seen the referee? I think it's been a little bit inconsistent. I don't think they've consistently called the physical contact. And that creates problems for the uh, players. Very low scoring affair. 32 to 20. Sydney lead Canberra. Lofthagen fires from just inside the perimeter. And then Tracy Beattie almost tackles Kristen Veal, got her arms around the shoulders of Kristen Veal. And the foul is called on Tracy Beattie, her third personal. So the three tools of Canberra on three personals each. Interesting. It'll be interesting to see what Carrie does here. I mean, she's, you know, Tracy's pretty experienced. She can play with three. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see the Capitals mix up their defence and perhaps consider some sort of zone defence to try and protect them a little bit. Caitlin Cunningham, Cunningham sitting on the bench there. Kylie Guiver sitting on the bench there. They could get some minutes. We haven't seen Caitlin in a lot at all this season. We've seen Kylie in limited minutes. And, uh, you know, maybe that's something they're going to have to think about. Cunningham averaging five minutes a game. Langey, 11 minutes a game. But Langey did come onto the court Sorry. last time against Sydney. Yep. And she had a terrific game when she came onto the court. Did some terrific defensive stuff, but also scored a couple of crucial baskets when Sydney... Uh, when, sorry, when Canberra were mounting that comeback. That's exactly right, and that's exactly what you think of. Uh, you know that Kylie 
Langy, sorry, I nearly said Glyther again, can give you is that she will give you a solid defensive effort. She will do a good job on the boards for you and she is improving her offensive output as well. So I think, you know, it's, it's something that Graffy will have to think about coming down the stretch. Kristen Veal, I think that's her third personal foul that she just racked up against. Uh, Natalie Hurst is on the line now. She makes the first. Kylie Lange, formerly known as Kylie Guatha, married in the off-season of the WNBL. It is Kristen Veal's third personal. You're dead right there, Michelle. Hurst missed the second free throw. 12 points for deficit for Canberra. Dompkins with the ball. Porter, free in the corner, ignores that. Kicks it back outside to Ethiaki. Poto, down to 10 seconds on the shot clock for Sydney. Flicks it to Dompkins in the corner. Bounce pass to Ethiaki. She works her way under the basket. Fiji, another block. She's up to three for the game. She's up to three, and that was a classic Ethiaki move, and Tracy stayed on the ground, and guess what? She came out for defensive play. Capitals have gone to a zone defensively, which I thought they might have to do once they got into this foul. Situation. Three seconds on the shot clock. Poto passes from the baseline. Abrams gets a hand to the ball. So desperate times here for Sydney. Not much time to convert a shot. Oh. Marshall White, left-hand lane. Oh. And Beachy called for a four-personal. And I think the Sydney girls are ha more happy about the foul <laughs> than the fact that Marshall White made the shot. Well, yeah, I think they're pretty excited about those things. But, um, look, that was just unfortunate. It was a little bit, you know, typical Marshall White snake move through a couple of players and she made the layup and Tracy nailed it with a foul. Eight team fouls to four this quarter for the Capitals. It's not a good sign and I think the shooting percentage won't have improved at all. Muscle White converts the three-point play. Abby Bishop back in for the Capitals. Inside the last minute here at the AIS Arena, Tracy Beattie forced to sit down with four personal fouls. Bishop thought about the three-point Jay. Didn't though. Offloads to Hurst. Looking to distribute now. She doesn't have an option. Abrams makes her way to her now. But she passes to Bevilacqua, finds Bishop. She's caught right underneath the ring. She didn't have a look at the basket. Porter, terrific defensive work. Gets it to Poto, who works her way into the front court on the left-hand dribble. 34 seconds remaining. Muscle White with the basketball now. 15-point lead to Sydney, 36-21. to 21. Muscle White passes to Porter, who pulls up left-hand elbow. She loves those shots. She does, and she's got such great shooting form and such a quick release that it's very difficult to stop. 17-point lean for Sydney. This is danger for the Capitals, and they just don't really look like they're getting any rhythm happening. Nine seconds on the clock here, remaining in the quarter. The shot clock is playing up. Talia Vilakwa points to that. She's confused. To Lofhagen, underneath the ring, drains the shot. That was fortunate because the shot clock wasn't corresponding with the game clock. In fact, the shot clock was showing more seconds left than the game clock. <laughs> Fortunately, Canberra worked their way through that. Lofhagen scores just before the buzzer but still Canberra trail by 15 points at half-time, 38 points to 23. Yeah, 15-point deficit, which is, a, which is a problem, but not insurmountable. I think the other problem that Capitals really have is the foul trouble that their bigs are in. That's going to create some problems for them in terms of defensive rotations um, uh, going down the stretch. So, you know, some pretty serious um, things for Carrie Graff to consider here or what she's going to do, who she's going to play, uh, what she's going to do in terms of mixing up her defences and um, how she's going to protect those players so that you know, if the Capitals can get themselves back into this game bit by bit, they need to have their big players available coming down the stretch. Will Sydney maintain their lead at this game's end and host the first semi-final next Saturday night in the WNBL or can Canberra mount a comeback in the second half? All those questions and more will be answered on Sport Radio in just a moment. 
Welcome back to the AIS Arena for the top of the table clash between the Canberra Capitals and Sydney Uni Flames. The Flames lead 38 to 23 at half time. We're a few minutes away from the start of the third quarter. Michelle Hocking, how's the stats sheet looking to half time? Uh, look, it's uh, showing again that the Capitals' shooting percentage is pretty poor. They've upped it to 29%, but it's still not good enough. They've gone 11 from 37 from the field. They've had the same amount of shots as the Sydney Uni Pains, but are failing to convert. Interestingly, it's really been a game that's been played inside the um, three-point line. The Sydney Uni Plains have shot one from five, and the Capitals are none for five. So that's, that's really not having any impact at all on the game. The other thing that um, comes to light is the fact that the Capitals, oh, sorry, Capitals have four block shots for the team, and uh, they've all gone to Tracy Beatty, so and foul problems. I mean, that's the other story here. You look down the Capitals uh, row, and you can see four, three, four, three. So that's a concern for the Cats. And a player having a huge impact on this game, Trish Fallon. She's up to 15 points to half time. She had 15 back in round 12 when these two teams met. She's on target for a 30-point game. Don't know if she'll get there, but gee, she's been good. Uh, look, she's been great. I mean, it, you know, Trish Fallon, she's a basketball legend, really, in this country. She's captained the Oval. She's played in this league for, oh, I can't remember how long, but she's been around forever, and she's been a, a member of the Oval's program for such a long time. She's played in the WNBA. So, you know, any time she steps out on the floor, you really do have to respect her. She retired earlier this year, this year but the bug got her, and she had to come back. So they've got to do something about Trish Fallon. That's creating all sorts of problems. She is the leading scorer with 15 points on the court. Sydney has one other player in double figures. That is Natalie Porter, who's second on the league table for points per game. She's averaging 19. She's on 10 points. Also, Michelle Musselwhite. She started tonight. She stepped up beautifully on nine points. Those three players are really the only major scorers for Sydney. Everyone else is on one or two points. Well, that's right. And, and the Capitals just have to find a way to shut at least one of those players down. And in doing that, they need to ensure that they don't allow another player to actually step up into the shoes that they've actually um, shut that player down. I think the other thing here is that, you know, the Capitals haven't done themselves any favours in that they're shooting short for poor percentage from the field, but the times that they have gone to the foul line, they're one from six. One from six in a National Women's Basketball League is just, you know, that's not good enough. Um, so they need to ensure that when they get those cheap opportunities, if you like, that they at least make the most of those. Canberra Capitals yet to have a player into double figures. Their leading scorer is Jessica Bibby with eight points. Donaloff Hagen also has eight points. Four points to Tracy Beattie and two points to Abby Bishop. But of more concern is the foul trouble. Let's be honest, that is going to probably have major implications in the second half. Carrie uh, Graff is going to have to use her, bed, her bench and probably use it deep. Beattie has four fouls. Bishop and Loff Hagen, three fouls. Do you think we will see the likes of maybe Cunningham or also Lange come out and spend some minutes on the court, Michelle, or will she stick with her young players? Oh, I'm not sure. I really... I think she might need to seriously consider it. Cunningham hasn't been playing much at all. In fact, I don't think she hit the floor last week. Um, it's been a few weeks since Cunningham's probably hit the floor at all. And Lange's um, court time has uh, been restricted um, in recent weeks as well. So... You know, I think that um, Carrie will probably stick with what she does and, and may not they may not use them tonight, but wait and see, I guess. Starting fires for the second half out onto the court. For Canberra, it's Abrams, Bevilacqua, Bishop, Lofthagen and Bibby. For Sydney, it's Poto, Porter, Ethiarchy, Fallon and Musselwhite, who is guarding Bevilacqua with the ball, dribbling on the right hand. 
Bounce pass, foot violation called against Michelle Musselwhite, who gives a wry smile to Tully Bevilacqua. Canberra will have a fresh 24 seconds. Abrams, the inbound pass. Bounces it to Bevilacqua, drives underneath the basket, crashes into Ethiaki. No foul called. She was stationary, upright. It knocks it out of court against Bevilacqua. Sydney Uni, ball. Um, that's right, and it's interesting the Capitals have gone straight into a zone defence, so uh, we'll wait and see what happens here, whether the Sydney Flames react and respond well enough to this. Muscle white cut, but she didn't have the ball. She was looking for the pass to Poto. Poto passed the border under the basket. Who slots the shot? Yeah, look, that was just good pick and roll play there from the um, Sydney Flames. Bibby feeds Bishop just outside the paint, kicks it back outside to Loff Hagen. She distributes to Bevilacqua. Thinks about the three-point shot, doesn't take it. Passes to her captain, Abrams, who's forced to go back to Bevilacqua. Musselwhite running with her. Two steps, lays it in. Musselwhite called for the foul. Yeah, and that's good hard penetration coming from Tully Bevilacqua there. She just uh, bent the corner on that one and went hard to the basket. So hopefully she can make some free, sh- free fouls here. That's, um, sorry, some foul shots here and we uh, decrease the lead. Won a WNBA title with Seattle in 2004. Makes the first free throw. She's 75% from the charity strike this season. Canberra need every point they can conjure up at the moment. They trail by 16. They now trail by 15. Bevilacqua, two from two from the three-point the free throw line. (laughs) That's right, and they're in this zone again, but they do need to make sure that they get their defensive rotations and their communication working this time down the floor. Bellin dishes to Ethiaki, passing to Musselwhite. Gets on the dribble, drives, right-hand lane, flicks it in on the underarm lane. Yeah, look, Michelle Musselwhite just knows how to find a gap between defensive players. She just steps through there and uh, away you go. Got past Donald Lofagan beautifully. Nice work from Musselwhite. Enjoying a good game. She's into double figures. Lofagan unloads from just inside the three-point arc. Well, that's good for the Capitals. They're at least starting to find some scores. The thing that they need to find now is some defensive stops. Musselwhite with the basketball on her left hand. Dishes to Poto, back to Musselwhite. She transfers it to the right-hand side perimeter where Fallon is awaiting. Bounce pass to Ipiaki with the turnaround, Jay, against Bishop. Bishop hold her ground well. Abrams got the rebound on the right-hand dribble. Now on to the left hand. Goes all the way. Bounce pass underneath the loft. Hagen who drinks it off the glass. Again, you know, the Capitals penetrated hard into the key and found the open player. So at least they're looking a little bit more positive offensively. They're looking to go at the flame. Musselwhite fakes the three-point shot on Bibby. Swings it all the way over the other side of the perimeter. Fallon, two hands to Ethiaki. Photo passes to Musselwhite. Two-point contribution. Right-hand baseline. Yeah, look, she's having a good start to the quarter. Up to 13 points for the game, Michelle Musselwhite. She's made four already in the opening minutes and a half. Bevilacqua fakes the shot, passes to Bibby. She's just inside the right-hand perimeter, drives underneath the basket. Left-hand glass knocks it in. Good penetration again, and I think that's been a major turnaround this quarter, is that the Capitals have come out and their small players have looked to take the ball hard to the basket, and they're getting some advantages from that. Match-ups at the moment. Bevilacqua on Fell, and that's interesting. Bibby on Poto, Bishop on Porter. Abrams on Musselwhite, she drives to the basket and forces her to turn it over. She pushed her right hard against the baseline, Michelle. She didn't have an option to pass to and threw it out of court. 
Well, that's right. Good zone defence from the Capitals there, and I think that refle- is reflected by the fact that Karen Dolan's pulled Domkins into the game. She's got an excellent outside shooting game, which will hopefully, ex- she's hoping will extend the defence. Oh, dear. She's in for Ethiaki as missing a sitter was Bevel Ackley. You'd expect better of her coming off a 20-point game last week against Adelaide. Hasn't brought that form in so far tonight. She's on three personal fouls. Missed an easy shot there. Hodo lights up for the triple. Hits the back of the ring. And then Bevilacqua comes crashing in. And it's called out of court against Canberra. She came crashing in, got the ball, but took it over the baseline with her, Michelle. Well, definitely was out of court for Canberra. It's whether she was actually fouled in the process of going out of court. But that's not what's been called. And we've got a timeout called here, so... Um, look, I think that the Capitals have been pretty happy with the way that they've actually started this quarter. They've made a little bit of an inroad into this meet. Um, defensively, the zone has been working for them, and I think that they're looking much more positive offensively. They're being aggressive and putting the ball on the floor and going hard to the basket. Karen Dalton has called her first time out of the second half. Maybe she just senses that Canberra are getting themselves back into the game slightly, Michelle. They've reduced the margin to 13 points. It was 15 at halftime. Not a great differential, but you just feel they're starting to find the basket and make a few easier shots. Well, that's right. And I think Karen will be talking to the group here about, you know, firstly about what they need to do to counteract the zone defence that the Capitals have placed, put out on them at this point in time, and also about at the um, defensive end, about stopping some of the penetration that they're getting out of there. So, you know, we've got... Just looking at the stats, which are live on the website at the moment, Donna Lofthagen's gone up to 12 points uh, now. She's shooting 6 from 9 from the floor, which is good, and that's probably the saving grace in terms of shooting percentage for the Capitals. Um, and the other thing about the Capitals tonight is that we're getting nothing out of our bench. In previous weeks, we've got some scoring out of our bench when they've come in, but we haven't really got anything tonight. Yes, Natalie Hurst has spent some time on the court, but fairly quiet by her standards. She has come in. Last time against uh, Sydney and shot 19 for the game and absolutely lit up the floor. But she's done that a few times this season as Musselwhite fires the three. She is up to 14 points in the game. Yeah, she's really doing she's a great in job. Fact, I think. She was on nine at half time. She's gone 2 2 3. She's up to 16 for the game. Gloff Hagen, Abrams. Flick bounce pass to Bishop who just throws up a prayer on the fadeaway. She Drifted a long way from the basket. It wasn't the most disciplined of shots. And there's a foul called. It will be against Sydney Uni. Who's I think it? it's against Domkins, who, um, you know, Tully, uh, sorry, Tully Bivouac, um, just Bibby did a great job of getting after her own shot there, and she really um, caught Domkins out of position on the box out. So Domkins up to her second personal of the game. Inbound pass from Abrams to Bibby, who almost lost control of it. Passes to Bevilacqua. Abrams pulls up now, fakes the shot against... Muscle White threw it up the second time, missed it. Poto the rebound. Brings it up the court for Sydney. Distributes to Dompkins on the pass. Bounce pass to Fallon. Posting up against Bishop. Porter flicks it back outside to Poto. She could have shot the three there. Plenty of time. Bibby gets in the way. Turns it over. Here comes Bevilacqua on the transition. Drives hard against Fallon. And draws the foul. She looked for the contact on Fallon and drew it. Well, that's right, and you know, I think interestingly, I think Poto fouled her nice and early, and the referees let that one go. And unfortunately, it meant that Fallon had to foul her as she was actually in the act of shooting, and and that goes to her third personal foul. So that's not something that the Sydney Flames want to see. It isn't. Muscle White checks out of the game. Kristen Veal checks back in for Sydney. 
Kelly Abrams is taking a seat for the Capitals and it's not many games that you get two and a half quarters into and Kelly Abrams hasn't scored a point. So she's a bit quiet tonight. First onto the court for her, Bevilacqua at the line, converts the first free throw. Averaging eight points a game this season, Tully Bevilacqua. Second in the league for steals. 2.4 a game. She makes the second as well. Tully just firing up somewhat in this third quarter. 47 to 33, Sydney lead Canberra. Oh, Musselwhite crashes into Bimmy. Musselwhite had the ball, no offensive foul called. Flex at the veal, nails the three. It's another triple to Sydney. Well, it is, and that's a bit of a problem for the Capitals. The lead's gone back out to 17 points now, and, you know, they're doing a good job, but they just don't seem to be able to make any inroads into this. Foul called on Kristen Veal. That's her fourth personal as Abby Bishop was looking to make her way past her on the elbow, just drew some contact, and checking back in is Eva Ifiaki. She checks in for Fallon. Karen Dalton electing to keep Kristenville out there despite her four personals. Yeah, I think, you know, Kristen's a fairly experienced player, and you would be thinking that she's got the experience to be able to play with that number of fouls. She'd probably leave her out there for a few more minutes and then get her out. Bibby pulls up inside the paint, oh. can't nail it. It juggled in and out of the ring. Hodo, transition basketball here from Sydney, pushes down the court quickly, Lofagan crashes into her. Interesting, not called a foul by the referee, it was accidental contact, bounce pass from Ethiaki to Porter under the basket, lost control of it, but a Canberra Capitals player got their hands on the ball, it might have been Donna Lofagan, and it will be a Sydney inbound pass offensive baseline. Dobkins yeah, looking... Capitals have gone back to a man-to-man here, so that's a change up in their D. Dobkins looking to make position under the basket. Instead, Poto went longer to Ifiaki, passing back to Poto. Distributes to Veal. She gets it inside with seven seconds on the clock. Porter fires, can't make the shot. And then Abby Bishop is fouled. It's called against Eva Ifiaki. So Ifiaki, up to her third personal, fouls galore tonight, Michelle. Fouls galore, but in this quarter, it's the uh, Sydney Flames have got 5,000 the Capitals have none. So, you know, that means that the Capitals can go down, walk to the line and uh, do it in dead time, ideally. So they need to make sure that they do take advantage of that, that they are actually aggressive and, and actually um, looking to, you know, go hard to the basket and make, make some uh, foul shots. Canberra in, in the bonus at the free throw line with four minutes 30 left on the clock. Bishop misses the first free throw. Should have done better. She's not the best free throw shooter in the team. 68% for the season. Second one. She's probably not the worst tonight either. They haven't shot well from the line all night. Misses. And there's a bit of wrestling going on underneath the basket. I think Porter might have broke into the key too early. So Bishop will get the opportunity to shoot a second free throw here. Bishop makes no mistake. Makes the bucket. Canberra, 34-50. They trail by 16 points. But Sydney already up to five fouls this quarter. Canberra will have to make the most of that. Poto being pressed by Bevilacqua. Double team now by Lofhagen, but that frees up Veal, who passes to Porter, being guarded by Hurst. Gets it to Veal, who shoots another triple, her second of the quarter. Second of the quarter, and I think she's gone two for two from the three-point line now. So, you know, that's the danger with this Sydney team, that you cannot give anyone a free opportunity and they'll just keep knocking them down. Sydney playing sensational basketball here at the AS Arena. They are getting the job done. Bibby looks to respond with a three. Hit the back of the iron. Just overcooked it. Musselwhite rips down the board. Passes to Poto in the backcourt for Sydney. Finds Veal who has some space. Passes it into the foot of Tully Bevilacqua. Veal got a little knock there on that last play and she's holding her nose there. It was broken during the week so it's probably stinging a little I'd imagine. 
Harry Graff calls a timeout for the Canberra Capitals with four minutes remaining in this third quarter. They trail 34 to 53. So the leaders, in fact, blown out Michelle to 19 points. It was 15 points at halftime. Just when you felt Canberra was starting to edge their way back into the contest, some three-point shooting, two from Beal, one from Musselwhite. It's starting to snuff out Canberra's chances. That's right. And look, it was the timeout from Karen Dolden. She stopped the momentum that Canberra had started to get. She obviously talked a bit about what she wanted the girls to do offensively against the zone and, and you know, a couple of threes knocked down and away you go. The, the lead's blown out again. So uh, four minutes to go. It's not certainly not beyond the Capitals at this point in time, but it's very difficult. It takes a lot of energy to get back into a game and... And, you know, the thing is that, you know, you might use a lot of that energy up getting back in if they can, and then it's about having the energy to go through and run over the top of the team. So wait and see. I think Sydney have got a pretty substantial lead here, and it'll be very difficult for them to come back. One player who is exceeding expectations here tonight for Sydney, particularly at the offensive end of the court, Michelle Musselwhite. She's averaging 10 points a game. Still up, already up to 16 points. We've still got four minutes to go in this third quarter. Well, that's right. But Michelle Musselwhite's that kind of player. She can come out on any given night and she'll just, you know, slice and dice the team up. She's um, just... she's. It's hard to describe because she doesn't seem particularly quick, but she just is able to beat players to the basket consistently. She is a real competitor, Michelle Musselwhite. Poto bounce past the porter. Getting in against Langey, who's in for her first minutes of the evening. Missed the shot. Bishop ripped down the board very aggressively, passes to Bevilacqua. They're looking to push the ball up the court quickly. Bibby goes inside to Lange, who travels. Travel. Ah. The whistle was called and blown. And blown. It was called. I, to be honest, I wasn't looking at her footwork, so perhaps she did, but there wasn't obvious. There certainly was some body-on-body contact, but the referee called the travel. Poto to Ifiaki. Bishop guarding her. Beautiful pass from Ifiaki back to Poto underneath the basket. Porter receives the flick out. Goes to Ifiaki. Driving left-hand lane. Bishop not called for a foul. Bevilacqua takes it to the advantage of Porter, uh, Hurst. Rather. Hurst oh, looking to go to a cutting Lange, but she didn't. Then gets it out to her good mate in Jess Bibby, but it's knocked out of court. It is a Canberra Capitals ball. I'll get a fresh 24 seconds. Trish Fallon checking back in. Natalie Porter sits down, the MVP of the league. Yeah, look, Karen Dalton's got some luxury here. She can put players in and out. She can get put them out on the floor with some fresh legs and coming down the stretch, that could count for something. Oh, Beva Lackler almost travelled there. Did she take three or four steps? I'm not sure. The referee didn't call it, though. From the inbound pass of Jess Bibby. Bibby back underneath the basket now. Ifiaki rips it down. Almost loses it, but then passes it to Poto. Poto, unguarded, works the ball into the front court for Sydney. Passes to Ifiaki. Those two like to wax. Fallon, Veal. Just putting it through hands at the moment. Sydney, they're looking to chew the clock up. And why wouldn't they when they lead by 19 points? There is a foul called. And it's on Tully Bevilacqua. That's her fourth personal. Yeah, um, you know, Veal just was going hard there, just putting the ball, and, and Tully was... Uh, it was a foul. I just don't know that in the context of the game it was worth calling, to be quite honest, but that's her fourth, and that's important. Bevilacqua and Beattie both sitting on four fouls for Canberra. Bevilacqua still out onto the court. Veal makes her way to the basket, pops up the shot and converts the J. Yeah, now, the interesting thing here is she's gone to seven points, but what's, sorry, nine points that 
was that basket. And I think the Sydney Flames are getting a lot more out of their bench in terms of scoring than the Capitals are, and, and that's probably 11 points off of their bench. So, you know, that, that's a solid contribution. It is, and Tracy Beattie is back onto the court. Carrie Graff sensing that now or never with her team trailing by 21 points. Mm. Jess Bibby is at the line, though, to shoot a pair. She makes the first. Deficit back to 20 points. 55-35. Two minutes and nine seconds remaining on the third quarter clock. Bibby for the second. Juggles in and out. Ifiaki, the rebound for Sydney. Passes to Veal inside the backcourt. Abrams guarding her, the Canberra Capitals captain. Plenty of work to do for the Capitals. Can they amount a comeback? Dompkins back onto the court. Hurst guarding her in her face. Passes to Musselwhite. Unloads for the triple. Can't make it. Clever play there from Abrams. Taps it. But Hurst got run into by Veal who won the basketball. Passes to Musselwhite. Works her way under the basket. Foul called on Jess Bibby. Fortunately, not on Tracy Beattie because that would have fouled her they out of the game. Actually oh, it is Tracy Beattie. Tracy Beattie is fouled out of the game inside the remaining two minutes of the third quarter. Michelle Hawking, Canberra are really up against it now. They are really up against it now. That's Tracy's fit. She's out of the game. Uh, Tully's got four. We've got Bibby on three and uh, Donna on three as well. So that that create some problems and I wouldn't be you know surely they have to be thinking about Cunningham here no they're going with Bishop Bishop checking in I suppose they've got to roll the dice and have their best players on the court try to get back into the contest and if they need to use their secondary players use them but use their guns at the moment that's what Carrie Graff's doing at the moment but in all of that it doesn't appear to be working because Sydney lead by 20 points Ipiaki with the basketball 12 seconds on the shot clock, pivots, kicks it back outside to Poto, fakes the three, pulls up inside the three-point perimeter, throws up a brick. Porter strips of the ball by Ipiaki. She tries to keep it in, but it's knocked out of court. It's an interesting, you know, I think that they have been playing their studs all night. They have been playing their, stri- what, what we call their first string players, if you like, and it hasn't worked. That's so, a good point. You know, what do you got to lose? You're 20 points down, put her in for a couple of minutes, see what she produces. Natty Hurst knocks down a three. That's only the Capitals' second for the night, I believe. She was Sydney's nemesis back in round 12. She shot four of them from beyond the arc, Nat Hurst, that night. She's fired her first for the evening. Fallon passes to Veal. Over the top now to Musselwhite. Left-hand corner. Crashes into Abrams. Called for a charge. Great defense from Kelly Abrams then. And that's also Michelle Musselwhite's fourth personal foul. That's important. You know, she's been doing a great job offensively for them. Good to see Natty Hurst knocking down that three-pointer. You know, if she can start to get a little bit of rhythm going with her shooting, that could be something that helps them out. A good replacement, though, for Michelle Musselwhite. Michaela Dompkins checking back into the game. She's enjoying a great season, averaging 10 points a game. Here comes Hurst. She fires from the baseline. Can't make it. Bishop rips down the offensive board. Has it blocked by Ifiaki. Another offensive board. It's knocked back out to the captain, Kelly Abrams, and Canberra reset up. Dompkins... Gets a screen against Bishop. Driving to the lane is Abrams. Beautiful screen from Bishop. Allowed Abrams to make her way down the left lane. And Dompkins called for her third personal. Thank you, Craig Gravel. Yeah, and look, um, Abby Bishop's doing a great job of getting on the boards and getting inside position, but she's got to knock some of those shots down. So um, I think that foul was actually called on Afiaki then, so that will be her third personal. Kelly Abrams, nice aggressive drive. Hopefully she can knock these down in dead time. She does. That's her first. 
I think that's her first point for the game, in fact, for Kelly. And the second free throw counts as well. She's on the scoreboard. Maybe she'll start to get some rhythm. Poto now in the backcourt for Sydney. They lead 55-40. to 40. So Canberra on a five-point run here, Michelle. It was 55-35. to 35. We're down to the last 10 seconds of the third quarter. Sydney will get the last shot. Fallon fires off one foot. Great work. There's still three seconds. Opportunity here for Canberra. Abrams works into the front court but runs out of time. Doesn't get the shot up. That's right. Look, I think the Capitals have been quite reasonably happy that they've only lost, a, you know, they're down 17, they're down 15 at half time. And at one stage there it was looking pretty ominous. They were down by 21 points. So to peg it back a little bit is um, not a bad outcome for the Capitals. But there is a mountain of work ahead of them in this last quarter and they really need to step it up about three or four gears to actually get back into this game. Some very other important games going on around the WNBL in round 17, which is the final round of the regular home and away season. All five games will decide the composition of the top four. Last night, Dandenong kept their final four chances alive with a 19-point win, sorry, a 21-point win over Perth, 84-63. McLeod with 17, O'Hay 16, Kavanagh 15 for the victors. For Perth, who only had three wins for the season, disappointing from their perspective, Wilson 17 and Marsh 16. Tomorrow night, Adelaide play Danny Nong. If Danny Nong win that contest, Danny Nong are into the four at the expense of Boyd. And who would have thought Danny Nong struggling early in the season with injuries but getting key players back in the latter half of the year? And given that Canberra may lose here tonight, if Adelaide win that match, then it's going to put Adelaide, uh, an opportunity for Adelaide to move to second if Canberra lose against Townsville. So that match has got big implications inside the top four. So all of a sudden, Canberra, buying from first spot, could find themselves, if they lose to Townsville and Adelaide win, playing in an elimination final in third position third next position. week. That's right. And, and that's, that's not beyond... I mean, Dandenongers have come in into form at just the right time of the season. Adelaide um, having lost Erin Phillips. So, you know, I mean, I, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago when I was looking like that likely outcomes, I was thinking that Bulleen would get in there because of the tough run home that Dandenong had. But with Adelaide losing Phillips, they're an entirely different group without us. So they could knock them off. So we'll wait and see what happens there. And as you say now, you know, if the Capitals... If the games go the way they need to and the Capitals are unable to go on, it's a tough trip to Townsville. Playing Townsville in Townsville, there's no pushover. So, you know, they need to um, be on their game for that one. That match is on Saturday night, tomorrow night, and on Sunday, bullying playoff against the RES. So that match could be alive or it could... Well, it very much will be alive if Dandenong lose. Bulleen will have to win that match against the RES, as you would expect them to do. But we are underway in the final term here. Sydney lead Canberra, 57-40. The winner of this, the whole top spot after the home and away regular season and hosts the semi-final next Saturday night. Fallon pivoting underneath the basket, goes all the way off the glass. Look, excellent patience from Trish Fallon. Probably close to a three-second violation, but it wasn't cool. She just, you know, was had poise and control and, and retained her position until she was able to get the shot off. Lock Hagen fires from a long way out. Can't make the shot. Bishop, offensive board, Fallon a foul, her fourth personal. Mm. So interesting now, some key players for Sydney in foul trouble as well as Canberra. That's right, and that could be quite telling. You know, 19 points though, still a large deficit. 
You know, Abby really needs to make these two. She's doing an excellent job of getting herself um, some space under the basket, but just has not been able to put them back in. Bishop makes the first free throw. How are her points looking at three-quarter time, Michelle? Um, just pulling the stats up now. As she misses the second, Fallon on the dribble. She has three at the three at the uh, three-quarter time, so you know. Up, up to four for the game. Bit down on her ten-point average for the season, but she is in foul trouble, so that is understandable. Spent some time on the pine. Fallon swings it over to Pido with the catch and shoot from three-point territory. There's some happenings going on underneath the basket, and there is a foul called against Sydney. Kristen Veal, I think, has been fouled out of the game. She has. That will be her fifth foul. So one of the premier point guards <laughs> in the competition as she gets the send-off music from the Canberra Capitals MC, Michelle Musselwhite forced to check back in. Karen Dalton yeah. consoling a very upset Kristen Beale. She has a smile on her face, but I think she's very the upset under smile. Her, yeah. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what they called there. I didn't see anything. But um, anyway, that's her fifth, and that's an unfortunate way to go out of the game. Abrams misses the three-point attempt. Bishop, another offensive board. She's had at least four or five of those tonight. And the shot is missed, but it is a Capitals ball. It's off the hands of Alicia Poto. Yeah, look, she's had... In fact, Bishop's had uh, seven offensive boards to three-quarter time, so that's her eight, and she's just not making anything out of them. She's not. She's getting plenty of them, but not the conversions on the board. Eight offensive boards, four points. It doesn't really stack up, does no, it, Michelle? No, it doesn't. doesn't indeed. Here's Poto being hassled by Bibby, not giving an inch. Bounce pass to Musselwhite. Distributes through Porter. Onto the court is Woodyard for Sydney. Georgia Woodyard. Her first minutes of the evening. Working underneath the basket is Porter. I think Loft Hagen's been called for a personal. That'll be her fourth, I believe. That is her fourth. So in foul trouble as well. Lange checks back in. So Woodyard getting a run now for Sydney. Dalton using her bench. Yeah, and look, Georgia Woodyard, she's a good quality player and she's uh, you don't lose anything by putting her on, on the floor at all. Good to see Caitlin Cunningham getting a few minutes here. She's just come in and uh, hopefully she... You know, it's difficult to come off when you've sat for so long on the bench and actually produce them. As she gets a block. Has well, an immediate impact as young Caitlin Cunningham. A great block on Dompkins' driving right-hand baseline. Can the Capitals amount a comeback? Eight minutes remaining in the final quarter. 59 to 41. 18 points to lead to Sydney. Bibby with the ball. She's one of the dangerous players. Great job. Oh, Cunningham. Cutting baseline. Couldn't make the shot down the left-hand lane. And Sydney reset up. Yeah, it was good pick and roll from Caitlin, but she wasn't able to make the bucket. Not on her own tonight, I might add, in the Capitals group. They have missed some simple shots underneath the basket. That would have put them a lot closer, Michelle. Maybe not in front, but at least in a position to pressure Sydney. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it has been physical, but they do need to um, make those. Oh. As Woodyard gets a huge block on Lange, but also called for some bodywork foul. And it was great transition from Captain Kelly Abrams. She cut left-hand lane, bounced past it to Lange, who was cutting right-hand lane. And Lange put up the shot. Woodyard came crashing in from the side. But the bodywork called for a foul. That's right. And Kylie's at the line. We've just seen Peter Sinclair subbing as well. Now, she's played very limited minutes as well this season. So, Carrie's not being shy. Uh, you know, there's still seven and a half minutes to go. I guess my question is, you know, 
is she putting them out there because she wants to rest the starters for the Townsville trip? Has she conceded or is she actually just, um, you know, trying to get some rotations? Peter averages six minutes a game round about, I think. Langy made one of the two free throws. She is only averaging one point a game this season. Muscle White knocks down the three, her second. Yeah, look, she's having a good outing tonight, isn't she? She is dynamite tonight, Michelle Musselwhite. Porter, sorry, it was Hurst, but now the Natalie on the court. Not Natalie Porter, Natalie Hurst. Slightly misses different the shot. stature. Se- second shot misses as well from Hurst. It was the other Nat Porter getting yeah, the rebound, right. Michelle. <laughs> Just to confuse you. Musselwhite outside the perimeter. Dompkins through her hands. Poto finds Woodyard. Foul oh, called off the dear. ball against Caitlin Cunningham. Look... <laughs> If that had been Porter and Lofthagen going at it, that foul would not have been called. They hadn't called it earlier in the game. The fact that, you know, Caitlin Cunningham, who is this kid coming on the floor trying to body check Nat Porter? You know, I think it was a foul, but I just don't think they've called that consistently this week, this tonight, this I game. I think Kaori Graff may have conceded. Michaela, Michaela Dalgleish is now onto the floor for Canberra. She is onto the floor. Poto. Flicks it back outside to Porter. Looks to drive right-hand lane. Misses the shot off the glass. Woodyard the rebound. Flicks it out to po- Alicia Poto. Misses the three-point perimeter. Pass came from Ethiaki in between that play. Here comes Hurst. Down the right-hand wing. Left-hand dribble now. Makes her way to the perimeter. Ethiaki hands in her face. Hurst fires over the top of that. And a second triple of the evening. That's exactly what Natalie needs to do. She's been put out on the floor with the bench group, if you like, and she's got to be the leader out there and get these girls playing. You know, it's, it's tough for them. They don't get a lot of minutes, and the minutes they do get, they usually get to, you know, out on the floor with some of the more experienced group. And Graffy's gone with me. I, I think you're right. I, I think it is a case of it. I don't think she's trying something different. I think she's just conceded this game and is uh, resting her starters for the Townsville road trip. She knows that that's an important game, much more important game for them now than it may have been earlier. So um, we'll wait and see what what happens here. But um, I would imagine that the, the benches will um, play this one out. Looks the five players sitting down, which is generally an indication of who checks back into the game. It is Hurst, Sinclair, Cunningham, Delgleish and Laney. So five of the bench players in this team will probably come back onto the court for Canberra. So... Carrie Graff, it would be fair to say, has conceded this game against Sydney, but it does make the road trip to Townsville exceptionally important. Oh, it does if, And a big if, because they will be playing at the same time, Danny Nong beat Adelaide. So, oh, sorry, Adelaide beat Danny Nong. So those two games will be running in succession, so Canberra will have no choice but to go out all guns blazing and win that game. Oh, absolutely. They have to be playing on the basis that Adelaide are going to beat Dandenong and they have to secure a win. And, you know, Adelaide, they have lost Aaron Phillips, but it's their home court, you know, and you've got Dandenong on the back end of a road trip to Perth. And, well, you know, Perth are, are probably a reasonably easy win for them, but that still takes it out of you. Gary Fox did rotate his bench quite a beat last night. They got out to a, a huge lead early in the game, Dandenong, out into the high 20 points. And he did manage to rest some of his key players. So that may work in Danny Nong's favour against Adelaide as Muscle White knocks down her third three-pointer of the evening. Yeah, look, she's just uh, lit it up. I talked about her early on in the, in the prelim uh, before the game about the fact that Michelle Muscle White is a real sleeper and, you know, she can really carve up any team. And, and that's... Uh... Ethiaki called for a foul as Hurst made her way to the basket. It's Ethiaki's fourth personal... 
but that is a case of too little, too late for Canberra. With still six minutes remaining on this game clock, they trail 46 to 65. Hurst makes the first free throw and the second. 18 yeah. points the deficit. Canberra putting on a full court press. Del Gleish on Muscle White. Lange working there with the double team. Muscle White did well to get past both those players. She has probably been the best player on the court tonight, Michelle. Michelle Musselwhite. Yeah, she certainly, um, in terms of uh, offensive score power, she certainly has. But um, uh, look, I, you can't underestimate the contribution that Trish Fallon made early in the game when the when the game was in the balance, and um, she really just stepped it up. Dompkins fired a long two-point bomb for Sydney to extend their lead back out to 20 points. Caitlin Cunningham fires from abroad, hits the backboard, and nothing else. She's yeah. out of match practice and, well, not one of the better three-point shooters in this team. She's a taller, can shoot a bit, but you prefer her not to be shooting the ball from that range. Fallon underneath the ring, gets the offensive board, another offensive board, loses at that time. Hurst works into the contest, penetrates down the centre of the court. Five minutes remaining in this contest. Pulls up for the three, can't hit that one. She's made a couple tonight, but also missed a couple. Fallon... With the rebound, Sydney just looking to slow it down. Michelle Musselwhite calling the number one play. Poto looking to check back into the game. Dalgleish almost affects a turnover for Canberra. Couldn't quite affect the steal, though. Ipiaki feeds it back outside to Porter on the three-point line. Misses a shot. Yeah. Dompkins almost travelled on the offensive board. Crowd wanted it. Referee didn't call it. Musselwhite, her fourth triple of the evening. Look, she's just knocking them down consistently. I don't know who has the matchup on her, but uh, you know what? If it was me and I was one of these benchies playing and I saw her on the three-point line, I don't care how far away she was from me, I'd be running straight through her and just putting her on her bum and saying, you know what, you've got to be thinking about me when you take that next one. On to 25 points for the evening. Michelle Musselwhite, four of those through three-pointers. Her mm. gets a two-point response the Canberra at the other end of the court. That's right. And the, and the Capitals, you know, this bench group, they really should just go out there and have some fun and enjoy themselves and play. Um, show us a little bit of what they can do and, and just enjoy it. Dompkins missed the shot. Dalglish, the rebound, passes to Hurst. Hurst is really running the show. She's the most senior player out there for Canberra at the moment. Dalglish unloads for three. Can't make it. Hit the back of the ring. Dompkins, the rebound. Outlet pass to Fallon. Was underneath the basket, then kicked it back outside to Porter. Sinclair made good position down left-hand lane for Canberra and forced Fallon to kick it back outside. Pass came to Ifiaki, who passes to Musselwhite. Checks it in now to Porter. Porter kicks it back outside to Dompkins. Two seconds on the shot clock. Sinclair with the intercept as a pass shot across the key. Hurst makes her way down to the free throw line. Loses control, regains. Fires from abroad. Her third triple. She knows she needs more of those in three minutes remaining, and she's just shooting the ball at will from three-point range. Absolutely, and, and she's, stri- she's feeling it now. She's got her rhythm, and she's found her range, so she should continue to do that. But Sydney lead by 18 points, 72 to, sorry, 70 to 52. Dopkins underneath the basket, banks it off the glass. Yeah, and look, I think it, all due respect to Graffy, I think she probably does need to put a, a starter or two in here with these girls because, you know... They're looking out of sorts here. They're not used to playing together as a group. And just to give them a little bit more support than they're getting at the moment. Musselwhite rips down the rebound for Sydney. Two minutes 40 remaining on the clock. Sydney will host the first semi-final next Saturday night against either Canberra or Adelaide. Oh. That will be at the Sydney Uni Sports and Aquatic Centre as Porter rips down the offensive rebound. Gee, the urgency has really gone out of this game, Michelle Hocking. 
as a timeout is called by the Canberra Capitals coach, Kerry Graff. The score, 74 to 52, less than three minutes remaining in this contest. But Canberra, their minds, well, it's on this game. It must be really starting to tick towards tomorrow night's game in Townsville. They've got to fly to Townsville and play a second game within two nights. Well, that's right. And I think, you know, this game was really over about four minutes ago. Um, and so, you know, Graffy's made the decision that she's just going to concede it and let her starters have some, some rest. Um, I think, you know, the travel, the Capitals are used to doing this sort of um, traffic, travelling and, you know, they'll back up all right. They'll do some pretty heavy recovery tonight, I would imagine, and then they'll just get ready and refocus. You know, they'll walk off this game, this one's beyond them, and they just have to get on with the job of beating Townsville to put themselves so that it's in their, you know, as much as they can control, they will control. What Adelaide does is out of their control. They've just got to look after their end of the business. Kira Shields is checking in for Canberra, so Harry Graff really running her bench very deep now in the final minutes of this game. Two minutes 25 left on the clock. For Canberra, it's Cunningham, Adele Gleish, Lange, Sinclair and Shields. For Sydney, they've still got quite a few starters out there. Mel Smith's checked in for her first minutes. Besides that, it is Fallon, Musselwhite, Ethiaki and Poto. So four of their starters still outside there. So Sydney don't have a game to worry about tomorrow night but they will be very fresh come Saturday week. That's exactly right, and they'll probably just, um, you know, cruise this one out, have a pretty easy session on, I would imagine it'd be Tuesday night, their first training session, go hard on Thursday and take it from there. Dalgleish got the offensive rebound from her own three-point shot, Shields fires a two-pointer, hits the glass, gets her own rebound, but travels in the process as she made her way to the basket. There's a foul oh, there's call. There's been a foul being called on either Afriaki, I believe, a pushing foul. One referee called a travel, but the foul was called by the other referee. Afriaki checks out of the game. That's her fifth personal. She is fouled out as Rachel Herrick checks in for her first minutes of the evening for Sydney. So Karen Dalton starting to exploit her bench. Yeah, absolutely. And why wouldn't you be... Um I think they've played well, everyone now. They don't have anyone that hasn't, hasn't had any court time. So, you know, they've all had a bit of a run. They'll just throw Rachel Herrick in there and uh, away you go. Smith, sorry it was that time. Mel Smith is coming. All 12 players for Canberra have seen minutes and all 11, uh, sorry, all 10 for Sydney have seen minutes as well. Shields at the line. The youngster misses the first and the second misses as well. Tries to go get her own offensive board. Doesn't. Musselwhite comes out with the basketball for Sydney. Cunningham running in with her. Down the left-hand wing. On the left-hand dribble, Musselwhite passes to Fallon. Great game from her, Dalgleish, putting some bodywork on Poto. She's eventually called for the foul, a very late one called by referee Stephen Wright. One minute 34 remaining in this final quarter. 74 to 52, a 22 point margin in favour of the Flames. That's right, and Michelle Musselwhite is leaving the floor, and she's had a fantastic game tonight. She must be, uh, certainly, is their top leading scorer, and um, she's really been a solid contributor for the Sydney Flames tonight. Poto with the basketball against Dalgleish, a spin move on the dribble, kicks it back outside. Herrick passes to Fallon, makes her way to the elbow, pulls up at the free throw line, knocks down the bucket. Just so easy for her, wasn't it? She's just so smooth when she's got the ball in her hand. How many points for Fallon? As Dalgleish on the dribble, bounce pass to Lange, back to Dalgleish outside the perimeter. Cunningham fires for the three, hits the front of the ring, won't drop. 
Smith the rebound on the dribble. Outlet pass to Woodyard. Two of the bench warmers for Sydney combining there. But Cunningham strips her off the ball. Almost a block, Michelle, you could call it. That's her second of the evening. That'll actually go down as a block on the stat sheet, so she'll be happy about that. We've got Fallon with 21 points. Michelle Musselwhite leaving the floor with 25, I believe. So, As Herrick turns and faces the basket, puts up the left-hand hook, draws the foul... It has been called on Kira Shields, her first of the evening. It will send Rachel Herrick to the line. Herrick, averaging eight minutes a game, two points, and she's 70% from the three-throw line in season 0607. 54 seconds remaining in this contest. It is a blowout. Sydney have stamped their authority on this WNBL championship race, Michelle. They will definitely enter the final series as favourites, given the fact they also play at home. Well, that's, yeah, it's, um, you know, first home final, they've got the double chance that it's secured, um, you know, that, that's exactly the position they want to be going into. They didn't make the finals last year, first time in several years, I, I couldn't tell you exactly what it was, but they were certainly um, very unhappy about the fact that they didn't make the finals, and they will be wanting to uh, get this one, I can tell you that much. It's knocked out of court, as Caitlin... Cunningham slaps the ball into the head of a young spectator who fortunately gets up and she's laughing about it, but <laughs> gee, it really hit her hard. Sydney inside the final 35 seconds of the contest. Poto with the basketball, spins past Dalgleish. Dalgleish then gets back in front of her. Woodyard just inside the perimeter. Passes to Herrick looking to, with a look inside. Misses. Smith with the basketball. Turns it over. Lange. It's the five bench players of both teams up against each other. Dalgleish with the basketball. Looking to run the clock down now. Down to 12 seconds. That's all that's remaining in this game. Cunningham loses the basketball. Then regains it. Loses it. Poto works it into the front court. Two seconds remaining. Down the court is Woodyard. She draws the foul and will go to the line with 0.4 of a second remaining in the contest. Caitlin Cunningham called for that personal. That's her second. Woodyard at the line. She's 90% for free throws this season, so a very good three throw shooter. Can she convert and just round out this win for Sydney? The nice. first one is too strong. Hits the back of the iron. This will be the final shot of the night. Georgia Woodyard makes the second. And Sydney will win by 25 points, 0.4 of a second remaining. Canberra won't have time for a shot. And there is the final buzzer. Sydney Uni Flames run out victorious over the Canberra Capitals in convincing style. Absolutely convincing style. They really started the game well and they continued. There was a, you know, a few glimpses of um, Canberra comeback, but they really just never were able to get any sort of momentum or sustain any momentum against the um, Sydney Flames tonight. So full credit to Sydney Uni. You know, they came out here ready to play and then they got good contribution out of all their players and uh, Muscle White stepped it up. She would have been, I think she's ended up with 25 points for the game. Uh, Fallon with 21. Um, you know, so they've had some solid contributors so they'll be pretty happy about, about that. The other thing too is that the last time Sydney... Um, Sydney missed the playoffs last time, which was in 99-2000 season. They came out the following season and won the championship. So they missed the playoffs last uh, last year. Are they going to come out and win this year? Well, 
before they missed that uh, playoff series last year, they made the five, last five previous grand finals, right. Michelle. So they are a very experienced team when it comes to finals. And they showed that tonight in the pressure cooker, which was pretty much a finals-like atmosphere here at the AIS Arena, running out victorious 77-52. They are the red-hot favourites now going into the final series. But Canberra Capital supporters, don't write your team off just yet. They have another game to go in the final round of the WNBL season. That is tomorrow night, Saturday, against the Townsville Fire at CFM Stadium. So they'll be jumping on a plane tomorrow to try and secure a second spot now. But Sydney would take enormous confidence away from this win. They're taking momentum into the final series. And coach Karen Dalton, she'd be extremely happy. Oh, she'd be really happy with the form, with the way that the... Uh, they've come out tonight, particularly given that, um, you know, the last time these two teams met and, and, and Sydney got off to such a great start but weren't able to retain any um, anything throughout that game. So I think that she'll be happy with the way that the Sydney Flames really came out and just played 40 minutes of good basketball and they played their game the way they wanted to and didn't let Canberra dictate to them the way that would, the game would be played. Well, let's hear from the coach of the Sydney Uni Flames now. Craig Ravel is talking to Karen Dalton. Well, congratulations, Karen Dalton. You uh, had the girls do the job tonight, locking up the first major semi-final. In fact, the qualifying final for the grand final. Yeah, no, really happy with the job they did tonight. I, I said I think they were focused all week, and they followed the scout and did a really good job defensively, which is where you know we stopped to the key to our game. The rugby's supposed to be on a Canberra stadium. It was oh. rugby tonight. I don't know what it is, but, you know, um, I, I just won't comment because, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's just, it was a tough game. And, you know, the same as when we played them last time, so. Canberra had the height advantage, but you dominated early on the board. That must have been something you were mindful of going into this game. You know, they're a big team and, um, you know, as I said, we were trying really hard to... Um, to dominate the inside, and I think we did a pretty good job of that. And, uh, well, for all the concerns everyone had on that border, she played 30-something metres tonight, so uh, obviously you uh, told her to go down in the AOS game. No, she, she's, a, she's a warrior. Like, she had, she's got a huge whopping great blister on one foot, and I think her ankle's sore on the other one. So, you know, she played a great game tonight. So, as did Trish Fallon, and I think Liz Shell must ride. Everyone really that hit the floor. Yeah, the inside and the outside game working tonight was 25 points, fantastic of it. Yeah, and you know, she's she's been really good for us over the last few weeks and you know, it's been a bit of a, you know, starting, not starting, I've changed up starting fives and I think, um, you know, defensively she's very good and I think when she can get a defence working her offence, tends, oh God, I can't even speak, get more confidence offensively. Well, all the best and Friday night you get to play either Canberra or Adelaide to uh, host the grand final. Yes, at home, which is great. Well, Grampy, it just wasn't the Capitals' night tonight. Right from the beginning of the game, when uh, Kelly Abrams picking a teeth out Eva Fiaki's arms, we knew the uh, the rugby at Canberra Stadium had moved to the AS Arena. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think it was uh, you know that's that's the most physical game of WNBL basketball I've seen all year, and for a few years, in fact. Um, you know, I think that that impacted us. You know, we didn't we didn't handle that physicality well. It took us a little while to adjust. Got a few people in foul trouble, and look, they shot the ball exceptionally well. They played well. We didn't, you know. That's the bottom line. Um, is that is that you know that's one of the best games Sydney are going to play? It's you know certainly not our best. So 
we are, you know, it's history now. We've got to focus on Townsville and make sure we get that second spot. They took the inside away from you, which is the area that you should be dominating with the height. Well, I think we took it away from ourselves too. When you have six fights at the cherry and can't make it, there's a problem. You know, again, like I said, you've got to handle the physicality, take a hit and finish the shot. Um, you know, as, as much as it was them, it was not us not making the adjustment to have poise and composure and make shots. Well, the home court semi-finals out of the question. Now you're playing for second spot and a yeah. double chance. Absolutely. You know, we that's we knew that was a situation going in. This one didn't happen. We just got to go to Townsville, make make sure we take care of business there, and and get ourselves in that second spot. And we still got a chance to host the final. All the best. Thanks, mate. Well, Kelly Abrams, when uh, you had to get your teeth out of Eva's arm there in the first seconds of the game, you knew it was going to be tough. Yeah, I mean, that sort of indicated how the game was going to go tonight. Uh, last time we played them, they spoke about our physicality. Well, they set it up a notch tonight against us, and, you know, I think we didn't handle that too well. We didn't handle adversity. Tough course didn't go our way, and we didn't execute our game plan. What are you now? Because you've got the long trip north uh, to get over at Townsville for second spot. Yeah, look, um, it's a must-win for us tomorrow. Um, we tried to rest the starters towards the end of the, end of the game tonight so we could, uh, you know, put it all out there tomorrow. And, you know, uh, Sydney celebrated tonight after their win. Well, they can celebrate now because we'll, be, we'll be meeting them again in the grand final. All the best for tomorrow night. Cheers. Well, Michelle Musselwhite, a big game for you tonight. You could not miss from inside or out. I know I had one of those nights. I suppose I know Karen gave me a chance to start, so I had to prove... Um, she told me that I really had to come out and um, be off it, like aggressive on offense and defense. And um, luckily, like tonight, my shots were going down. Your role in the team has been rotating all through the year. Yeah, no, it has changed. Uh, you know, Karen likes me to come off the bench. You know, she needs to spark off the bench. And you know, sometimes I love coming off the bench. You know, I get to watch the, the starter start. But um, you know, it was an opportunity tonight, the last couple of weeks, just um, to come out and show what I can do. Well, you get to play for a grand final spot next week. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure who we're playing, but um, yeah, we get a home court final, so that'll be great. All the best. Thanks. Well, Natalie Porter, the speculation was all about your ankle. When you're playing 30 minutes, so obviously you just don't have a problem. <laughs> no, good surgeon, I think. But um, no, it pulled up pretty good after last weekend. It wasn't too swollen or anything, so still a little bit sore. Got some blisters, but yeah, I'll be right. I'm starting to wonder if Karen didn't tell you to take a dive. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, definitely not, definitely not. <laughs> but the, the team tonight, they just really hit their shots, played through their sets, and that... Uh, when Moose lights up, she really does get the oh, yeah. anywhere on the court. There was a few times there it would have been an NBA, NBA free Yeah, I mean, Moose hasn't lit it up like that for a while, so it's good, you know, good for her confidence. And, you know, I think we just, you know, stayed to our, stick to our rules tonight and dominated our areas that, you know, we should have dominated in. And, you know, obviously, defensively, we did a fantastic job. So, you know, if we can keep that through to the playoffs, we'll be, you know, looking pretty good. It was physical tonight, probably one of the most physical games. And you've been involved in a few of them at the firehouse there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Playing Canberra is definitely the toughest team to play against, and um, I feel absolutely knackered right now, so I go put my feet up and have a cold beer, I think. All the best. <laughs> Thank and, you. Uh, next week you're playing for a home grand final. Yes, definitely. Thank you. Give a hard time. Well, Tully, it's uh, a frustrating night for you, and you know that in uh, less than 24 hours' time you've got to back up in Townsville, another tough gym where it is rugby. Well, that's right. I mean, very disappointing tonight. Um, personally disappointing as well. I think, you know, I... I think I let the referees get to me there, definitely in the first quarter, having received three early fouls, um, obviously some questionable ones, but uh, it just, yeah, it was an interesting game, but, you know. How do you turn it around, like mentally, what do you do now, wash it out and uh, go again? Well, you do, because we have to back it up now tomorrow night against Townsville, 
and um, we'll know going into that game, depending on the Adelaide standing on result, whether obviously we have to win to stay in that second spot. Obviously, it may it may turn out that standing on beat Adelaide, and you know the result doesn't matter. And, and I don't know. Obviously, Graffy might use different tactics, you know, if we know that before the game. But at this point in time, we're now focusing on Townsville. This game is this game's got to get out ahead. Um, it wasn't the Canberra Capitals, and you definitely can be sure that when we secure second spot tomorrow and we go to Sydney, it's going to be a different result. All the best. Thank you. Well, Trish Fallon, it's uh, top of the table at the end of the regular season. Your plan's coming together. Yeah, it is. It's, um, it's actually been a dream run, probably, you could say, for us. We've worked hard. In the second half of the season, we've been very consistent, which is probably what's got us to where we are, and spent the last week working on defence which showed tonight defensively we can stop teams then offensively we don't have any problems at all we've just got far too many options you know with not only starting five we've got players off the bench that can come on and score so if defensively we can do it all right then we're good to go so defensive tonight we kept them to a good score that's what won us the game yeah it's amazing your team's been the most offensive team Mm. and uh, the Caps have been the most defensive team and it was a a role reversal tonight yeah that's right we've um, look we've scouted them really well we learned a lot from the last game when they beat us down here and um, watched a lot of video and basically went through all the offences when you had to defend it and I mean we always knew if we stuck, if we stuck to our rules then you know we, we would have no issues so and everyone played well we had a really great all round team effort so came down to that and a good win Who are you going to play next week? Canberra or Adelaide? Um, more likely Canberra, I would think. Um, I mean, look, they'll learn a lot from this game as well, as you do after any loss. So they'll come out hungrier, I'm sure, next week. So I'm, I'm probably guessing Canberra. Will it be as physical, though? More than likely. I don't think they'll change their physical aspect to their game, and that's what we need to do as well. We've learned a lot from them. From the last game we played them, they were very physical. So that was a great game for us. I mean, we lost, but we learned a lot from it. So we've come out a better team. Well, all the best. Uh, I guess you're hoping for two more games in the career. Oh, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> See you later. Thanks. Trish Fallon catching up with Sport Radio's Craig Ravel. There, a terrific game from Trish Michelle. 21 points. The veteran led from the start. She scored 15 in the first half and really set the tone for Sydney. Absolutely, and she does it so unassumingly. You know, 8 from 14 from the floor is also shooting at a pretty good percentage. So she's had a great outing, as did Michelle Musselwhite. I talked about her in the pregame, said she's a bit of a sleeper, and you know what? She stepped up tonight. 10 from 12 from the field, 4 from 6 from the three-point line, 25 points, 8 rebounds. Had to be player of the match. How did the other stats look on the score sheet, Michelle? Yeah, Nat Porter, 14 points for Sydney. They shot at about 40% for the game, um, out-rebounded the Capitals, and, uh, you know, all round they looked like they just controlled that game for the entire well, the entire 40 minutes. Um, for the Capitals, you know, they, they really need to, um, you know, put this game behind them and come out firing against Townsville tomorrow night. 29% they shot for the um, game. That's not good enough. They're not going to win games like that. Um, you know, contributions. Natalie Hurst led the scoring with 14 points, and she scored quite a bit of that in the last quarter when she um, was on the floor. Jess Bibby with 11, and Donna Lofhagen ended with 12. So, um, you know, Kelly Abrams, two points for the game. That's that's not um, her usual form. Mm. She wasn't good. She got that knock early on, right she at did. the start of the game, and she just never really she seemed did. to get back into it after that. Similar so. to Alicia Poto last time these yes. two teams met. 
Poto went down early with an ankle, did come back on court, but had no impact. The same happened with Kelly Abrams tonight. Different injury, yep. same result. Yeah, that's right. She just really never got into the game tonight. And um, But, you know, she's an experienced um, competitor and she'll uh, just, uh, you know, put that one behind her, hopefully, and, and focus on tomorrow night's game against Townsville because that is, that is the only thing that the Capitals can control is the result from that game. So, um, yeah, but anyway, I, I think, you know, Sydney were good. Sydney were impressive. Um, they went to their strengths and they um, played to their game and, and they really just rattled the Capitals tonight. Well, Canberra do take on Townsville tomorrow night in what is a must-win game, effectively, because that will be running in sync with the Adelaide Dandenong on game. So the Capitals can sew up second spot on the ladder and take on Sydney next week with the winner of that game to play go into the grand final. So if they win tomorrow night, they go into the semi-final in Sydney against Sydney. That's right. That's And as I said, they need to win that and that's what's in their control. They can't worry about what the result might be in the other game. If they just secure their spot by beating Townsville, then it's all good. So that's what they'll be aiming to do. Um, I, I think, you know, Townsville, it, it will be an interesting game because whilst this, the games this year have been quite one-sided, Townsville have absolutely nothing to lose. You know, they're just going to throw everything at it. They've got Claudia Brassard has announced her retirement, so I'm sure they'll be wanting to send her off, um, you know, in, with, a, with a win. And we know what those Townsville crowds are like. They're pretty passionate. And uh, so, you know, it's, it's not an easy one for the Capitals. Canberra has beaten Townsville both occasions this season. They have both been in Canberra, mm. though, Michelle. So Townsville, a much more formidable force up north. It's very hot up there. The crowd really gets behind them but Canberra will be going into that game with all guns blazing. And let's not forget about Canberra's record on the road. They had a good um, away trip recently when they beat the uh, Dandenong yep. and Bulleen on the road, but their record generally on the road this season has been poor. Yes, and earlier in the year when they went down to Melbourne, they lost those two games against mm. Dandenong and So a little bit of inconsistency on the road. Yep. Canberra has lost its first home match of the season. Mm. They were 10-10 and 10 going into this one. Sydney, an impressive away record. They've won eight from 10 on the road this season. So Sydney really go into the finals as, well, you'd say warm favourites to take out the championship, but it's all not over yet. It's all not over yet, but they certainly tonight showed that they are um, definitely a very strong contender for the title this year. Canberra's back-to-back title aspirations have taken a dent here at the AIS Arena tonight. They've gone down 77-52 to 52 against the Sydney Uni Flames. Michelle Hawking, thanks for your company as always. Looking forward to the WNBL finals kicking off next week. Yeah, really looking forward to it. It should be a great final series. Join us for all the WNBL finals action on sportradio.com.au. Well, congratulations, Karen Dalton. You uh, had the girls do the job tonight, locking up the first major semi-final. In fact, the qualifying final for the grand final. Yeah, no, really happy with the job they did tonight. I, I said I think they were focused all week, and they followed us out and did a really good job defensively, which is where you know we stopped to the key to our game. The rugby's supposed to be on a Canberra stadium. It was oh. rugby tonight. I don't know what it is, but you know, um, I, I just won't comment because you know. I don't know. I don't know. But it's just, it was a tough game. And, you know, the same as when we played them last time, so. Canberra had the height advantage, but you dominated early on the board. That must have been something you were mindful of going into this game. Yeah, they're a big team. And, um, you know, as I said, we were trying really hard to um, 
to dominate the inside, and I think we did a pretty good job of that. And, uh, well, for all the concerns everyone had on Nat Porter, she played 30-something metres tonight, so uh, obviously you uh, told her to go down in the AOS game. No, she, she's, a, she's a warrior. Like, she had, she's got a huge whopping great blister on one foot, and I think her ankle's sore on the other one, so, you know, she played a great game tonight, so as did Trish Fallon, and I think Michelle Musclewide, everyone really that hit the floor. Yeah, the inside and the outside game working tonight was 25 points. Fantastic of it. Yeah, and you know she's she's been really good for us over the last few weeks, and you know it's been a bit of a you know starting not starting. I've changed up starting fives, and I think um, you know defensively she's very good, and I think when she can get a defense working her offense, sends tens. I've got to keep it speed. Get more confidence offensively. Well, all the best, and Friday night you get to play either Canberra or Adelaide to uh, host the grand final. Yes, at home, which is great. Well, Grumpy, it just wasn't the Capitals' night tonight. Right from the beginning of the game, when uh, Kelly Abrams picking a teeth out Eva Apriaki's arms, we knew the uh, the rugby at Canberra Stadium had moved to the AS Arena. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think it was uh, you know that's that's the most physical game of WNBL basketball I've seen all year, and for a few years, in fact. Um, you know, I think that that impacted us. You know, we didn't we didn't handle that physicality well. It took us a little while to adjust. Got a few people in foul trouble, and look, they shot the ball exceptionally well. They played well. We didn't, you know. That's the bottom line. Um, is that is that you know that's one of the best games Sydney are going to play? It's you know certainly not our best. So we are, you know, it's history now. We got to focus on Townsville and make sure we get that second spot. They took the inside away from you, which is the area that you should be dominating with the height. Well, I think we took it away from ourselves too. When you have six flights of the cherry and can't make it, there's a problem. You know, again, like I said, you got to handle the physicality, take a hit, and finish the shot. Um, you know, as, as much as it was them, it was not us not making the adjustment to have poise and composure and make shots. Well, the home court semi-finals out of the question. Now you're playing for second spot and a yeah. double chance. Absolutely. You know, we that's we knew that was the situation going in. This one didn't happen. We just got to go to Townsville, make make sure we take care of business there, and and get ourselves in that second spot. We still got a chance to host the final. All the best. Thanks, mate. Well, Kelly Abrams, when uh, you had to get your teeth out of Eva's arms there in the first seconds of the game, you knew it was going to be tough. Yeah, I mean, that sort of indicated how the game was going to go tonight. Uh, last time we played them, they spoke about our physicality. Well, they set it up a notch tonight against us, and, you know, I think we didn't handle that too well. We didn't handle adversity. Top course didn't go our way, and we didn't execute our game plan. What are you now? Because you've got the long trip north uh, to get over at Townsville for second spot. Yeah, look, um, it's a must-win for us tomorrow. Um, we tried to rest the starters towards the end of the, end of the game tonight so we could, uh, you know, put it all out there tomorrow. And, you know, uh, Sydney celebrated tonight after their win. Well, they can celebrate now because we'll be meeting them again in the grand final. All the best uh, tomorrow night. Cheers. Well, Michelle Musselwhite, a big game for you tonight. You could not miss from inside or out. I know I had one of those nights. I suppose I know Karen gave me a chance to start, so I had to prove. Um, she told me that I really had to come out and um, be off it, like aggressive on offense and defense. And um, luckily, like tonight, my shots were going down. Your role in the team has been rotating all through the year. Yeah, no, it has changed. Uh, you know, Karen likes me coming off the bench. You know, she needs to spark off the bench. And you know, sometimes I love coming off the bench. You know, I get to watch the, the starter start. But um, you know, it was an opportunity tonight, the last couple of weeks, just um, to come out and show what I can do. Well, you get to play for a grand final spot next week. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure who we're playing, but um, yeah, we get a home court final, so that'll be great. All the best. Thanks. Well, Natalie Porter, the speculation was all about your ankle. When you're playing 30 minutes, oh, obviously you just don't have a problem. <laughs> no, good surgeon, I think. But um, no, it pulled up pretty good after last weekend. It wasn't too swollen or anything. So 
Still a little bit sore, got some blisters, but yeah, I'll be right. I'm starting to wonder if Karen didn't tell you to take a dive. <laughs> no, 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 definitely not, definitely not. <laughs> but the, the team tonight, they just really hit their shots, played through their sets, and uh, when Moose lights up, she really does get the oh, yeah. anywhere on the court. There was a few times there, it would have been an NBA three yeah, I mean, Moose hasn't lit it up like that for a while, so it's good, you know, good for her confidence. And, you know, I think we just, you know, stayed to our, stick to our rules tonight and dominated our areas that, you know, we should have dominated in. And, you know, obviously, defensively, we did a fantastic job. So, you know, if we can keep that through to the playoffs, we'll be, you know, looking pretty good. It was physical tonight, probably one of the most physical games. And you've been involved in a few of them up at the firehouse there. Yeah, definitely. Playing Canberra is definitely the toughest team to play against. And um, I feel absolutely knackered right now. So I go put my feet up and have a cold beer, I Thing. All the best. Thank and, you. Uh, next week you're playing for a home grand final. Yes, definitely. Thank you. Give them a hard time. Well, Tully, it's uh, a frustrating night for you, and you know that in uh, less than 24 hours' time, you've got to back up in Townsville, another tough gym where it is rugby. Well, that's right. I mean, very disappointing tonight. Um, personally disappointing as well. I think, you know, I, I think I let the referees get to me there, definitely in the first quarter, having received three early fouls. Um, Obviously, some questionable ones, but uh, it's just, yeah, it was an interesting game, but, you know. How do you turn it around? Like, mentally, what do you do now? Wash it out and uh, go again? Well, you do, because we have to back it up now tomorrow night against Townsville. And um, we'll know going into that game, depending on the Adelaide standing on result, whether, obviously, we have to win to stay in that second spot. Obviously, it may, it may turn out that... Standing on beat Adelaide, and you know the result doesn't matter. And, and I don't know. Obviously, Graffy might use different tactics. You know, if we know that before the game. But at this point in time, we're now focusing on Townsville. This game is this game's got to get out ahead. Um, it wasn't the Canberra Capitals, and you definitely can be sure that when we secure a second spot tomorrow and we go to Sydney, it's going to be a different result. All the best. Thank you. Well, Trish Fallon, it's uh, tops of the table at the end of the regular season. Your plan's coming together. Yeah, it is. It's, um, it's actually been a dream run, probably, you could say, for us. We've worked hard. In the second half of the season, we've been very consistent, which is probably what's got us to where we are. And spent the last week working on defence, which showed tonight. Defensively, we can stop teams. Then offensively, we don't have any problems at all. We've just got far too many options. You know, with not only starting five, we've got players off the bench that can come on and score. So if defensively we can do it all right, then we're good to go. So defensive tonight, we kept them to a good score. That's what won us the game. Yeah, it's amazing. Your team's been the most offensive team, mm. and uh, the Caps have been the most defensive team. And exactly. it was a, a role reversal yeah. tonight. Yeah, that's right. We've um, look, we scouted them really well. We learned a lot from the last game when they beat us down here, and. Um, watched a lot of video and basically went through all the offences when you had to defend it and I mean we always knew if we stuck, if we stuck to our rules then you know we, we would have no issues so and everyone played well we had a really great all round team effort so came down to that and a good win Who are we going to play next week? Canberra or Adelaide? Um, more likely Canberra I would think um, I mean look they'll learn a lot from this game as well as you do after any loss so they'll come out hungrier I'm sure next week so I'm, I'm probably guessing Canberra Will it be as physical though? More than likely I don't think they'll change their physical aspect to their game and that's what we need to do as well we've learned a lot from them from the last game we played them they were very physical so that was a great game for us I mean we lost but we learned a lot from it so we've come out a better team well, all the best. Uh, I guess you're hoping for two more games in the career. Oh, hopefully. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> See you later. Thanks.